from Atlanta, Fulton County. We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Purple color, I see. Then you maintain the status. December 7th, 19. I'm question a psychopath. wasn't as loud but you got, you still got to hear it crow absolutely no hey man I, it still works i mean that's a powerful song and, and it always gets me in the right headspace you know i always like the thoughts i have i don't judge the thoughts i have during that song and, and my mind goes to some pretty weird places <laughs> it's like <laughs> just, a, just letting you know <laughs> it's a very david lynch type of feel welcome to the show everybody i am keith pazel this is my podcast a little different Exactly. We're in Studio B, i.e. Crocious's apartment. This is actually the roots, like where we used to do the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Again, that was pre-COVID, right? Pre-COVID. Oh, yeah. That was pre-me having equipment for the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a wh- We've been doing this for a little while, right? I mean, how long have we been doing the show now? Uh, th- th- uh, this version, two years. Yeah. Yeah, but exactly. I've been doing the show since 2016. Ooh, oh, that's right, because you, yeah, you have like Leo Berman on and we stuff. We started too. with you, me, you, me, and Mikey Maker. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, those were those were glorious times. And <laughs> but yeah, welcome in everybody. I am Keith Pazel. This is my podcast. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna watch TV and make fun. You can unmute it now. Absolutely. Uh, we're gonna watch and make fun of television. Talk about the world through what is on TV. Exactly, as uh, we always it's do. It's gonna be a lot of me doing this. <laughs> Uh, and we're on, so yeah. So right now we got a commercial going and on. And Crow's but, got premium cable, by the way. Oh, I know, high end. Uh, we're watching Forensics Files, which is sort of replaced Celebrity Autopsy for me as a guilty pleasure show. I, I actually like watching Forensic Files. For those who don't know, it's like a half an hour show where they just go through like real crimes, always a murder. And they set it up with, you think it's going to be one, one of the three main people. You th- all the evidence point, pointed towards this person, but then they always throw you off. Like in the first 10 minutes, I was like, oh, here's who, here's who it probably is. And then they always introduce two people. And then it's actually those two new people. It's one of those two new people. So there's always three suspects that they're always able to figure out. That DNA. Boy, that DNA revolutionized things. Yeah. And you, they didn't do it. They, it's shocking how late DNA came into the game. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I t- there's murders from the 70s where they're just like, we knocked on doors. It's oh, always well, British Bob murders. Crane? That's the reason why Bob Crane. I think they ever were able to solve who murdered Bob Crane. They think it was uh, his buddy. Uh, was it Carpenter? It was his buddy. There was a movie about it with Greg Kinnear. And, uh, oh, and yeah, yeah, the yeah. Fall I saw. But yeah, I just I, I remember being a kid and that was a murder that really meant something to me. I was, you know, it, was it was Captain Hogan. I love you know? that. That was and the like, first murder that really meant something but they, to me. They, they didn't like, I mean, but they had no, <laughs> they, they didn't have any D. 
DNA evidence. They never found the person who did it. It was kind of, it was old school, you know. I mean, whatever. I mean, I think the technology just wasn't there. They hadn't. Fi- I don't think they sort of figured out in like the nineties, you know. Juice, man, Juice got off because of it because they didn't know how to present well, it. Well, yeah, they it. were fucking autographing the bloody socks and shit. There was a lot more. Yeah, the the the. I love how we call him Juice, like he's our friend. I know. When I know. Juice went down, <laughs> you know. Hey, I know. I know. For you, it didn't mean a lot, but for me, it was that was kind of a. Although I don't remember and with that. We're gonna go to our first sponsor, which is OJ Simpson. Every now and again, I'm going to give you the headphones. That's okay, man. It all works, man. It's fine, man. There's no. I'm actually going to pop these off now because we don't. Let's you know. Let's not judge it. We can just uh, you know, it's a different experience. I like it. We're changing the eye level of the show. I think it's a good thing to take yourself out of your comfort zone. If there's one message, those those listening right now is take yourself out of your comfort zone. Do something really intelligent. Move to Hollywood, okay? Where you got to pay two thousand dollars a month for rent, okay? And you have to do lift. For 35 hours a week to make ends meet. <laughs> Move to Austin, Texas. You know, I tell you, you know, we never talked about that. Todd Massey is in Austin, Texas. Yeah, man. He's he's the king down there. He's got fucking snakeskin cowboy boots. I feel like it's 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 a, a, a match made in fucking heaven. Does he know people down there? Is, is that he's I mean, getting to it. Every time I talk to him on the phone, he's just like, Keith, hang on. And he'll fucking tell someone to go fuck themselves. He's having fun down there. Is he doing it because what? I mean, he just wants. He just wanted a change in scenery. Like it was same for Good everybody. Friend. Like really wasn't feeling it in Chicago. Hey man, that that you know, it's interesting. That was always my hometown, man. But I knew LA. I love how was fucking braggadocious. Really wasn't feeling it in the shy. <laughs> yeah, as if, it down as if bit. my career is booming. You know, having but, cotton mouth makes you. It, it's weird how it makes you fucking alter your speech pattern. You, you think? No, man, you sound fine. You know. Seriously, no one even knows that, Keith. It's no all one knows in my that. head. I know. You know, I, I think those edibles are kicking in, man. I bought Let's some edibles. This. Let's get some fucking. Okay. Well, I'm. I've, I stay high, crow. That is. But let's true. get fucking a uh, forensic file voice Here we guy. Go. Turn it up, man. Oh, this is a different guy. They got a different forensic yeah, they file do. guy. Oh, fuck this. Yeah, because yeah, the other guy's his, his voice is great. And the nun was gay. <laughs> I, I also like these whole like these are obviously actors earning their SAG card. This is their first SAG card. You know, like their first role. Oh, hey, yeah. I got cast the reenactment people. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. That, again, that, that's the thing that harkens back to celebrity autopsy, which is a total guilty pleasure of mine, too, because they do a lot of you're same- just like a shadow. You're like a silhouette of a man. <laughs> Oh look at that! Got a funny fucking uh, cartoon look at that. there. It's Bob Bell. You got the we got the phone book open, picking names. Like that's an old picture, man. I mean, he's probably I mean, not even looking at a file from that case. Oh, of course not. Yeah, it's just some contrived. Can file. you just dump I mean, through some all, fucking papers? Yeah, this is not. Yeah, this is just. Yeah, yeah. Look this way. That's my favorite part of B roll. Is like you watch documentaries where. It'll be like about Africa and like there has to be people like, can we film you while you root through garbage for yeah, our documentary? Yeah. <laughs> As if they live in a city in no, Africa. No, we're not going to help you. <laughs> we're not going to help you at all. We're just going to film you because we, we're interested in your lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this show took it was celebrity autopsy. What I liked about celebrity autopsy 
was again they had they had dramatic reenactments people playing Whitney Houston you know like some person who looked nothing like Whitney Houston a white woman was playing Whitney Houston you know no, no, no that was not the case but but it was uh, I always liked that but this has taken that over how can you do that badly can you imagine an actor that has to re-put that gun across it almost fell down there yeah absolutely son of a bitch this guy he's putting the butt up hi who goes butt in? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> another two inches gotta do it again another take okay there Can I go. take this rubber duck home for my kid? Do you think they're reenacting them doing the ballistics test? Oh, oh, it's all reenactment. It's all reenactment. There's no not see that kind of kills my footed my uh my dream as a kid because I thought this was like live murder footage. <laughs> like I thought it was like actually they ju- I just thought they they filmed <laughs> they filmed them murdering someone every you know? fucking no not even th- <laughs> I just thought every police crew by the way this is a rough murder did everyone yeah get that mass looks murdered? like Central India Jesus Christ was everyone fa- I'm sorry to cut you off there man but yeah but it was like every I mean everyone was face down like damn they they went on a killing spree let's hear what Brent Whiting has yeah. to say here we're gonna see what the yeah. Cement in the case. When a 42-year-old mother of three was found beaten to death. No, that's not it. They get this wrong sometimes. They don't have it synced yeah. up. You well, know? and it also could be like the next one because it's, it, it's probably almost 10. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Man, no, no, you were on to something, though. I, I, yeah, this is actually filming someone getting murdered. Like, <laughs> not even the murder, but I thought like the ballistics test and like some of the reenactments. Like I just figured like, oh, yeah, they just have footage of lab workers running dna well yeah i wonder how they do they have some extra that just comes out okay we're gonna be in a lab yeah. here it's gonna sync up with what we're, we're gonna doing. need you to put this pink shit in a tube wow well you know it's it's product that sells you know <laughs> curling curl oh yeah I don't international know curling i don't know people who curled we oh we, we got michigan football that's it's like just... ultimate sports bottom of the barrel when you're crew when you're cruising the big 10 network this you're gonna have to turn down but we can watch this yeah be quick on that mute you can actually turn the tv up louder if as long as you hit mute when, yeah when yeah. i fucking say no i'm yeah. just kidding we'll be back right that after a word from our sponsors <laughs> uh, i think with the sports the sport ball motif here we were talking outside keith and i thought we, we were on to something right away and we were talking about uh First round picks of the yeah, Chicago Bears versus first round picks of the Minnesota Vikings. And not good first round picks, bad first round picks. You know, so uh, I want to go through and have a competition. Since 1990, who has had the worst first round picks? Who has had the worst? You'll be able to chip in on that. I'll, I'll be able Oh, yeah. I'm, 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 I'll, I'll do the heavy lifting up early. Right now. I'm pulling everything up right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're just going Man, this online. Geico lizard is just going strong. Oh, I know. So, yeah, this is taking over the, the Energizer buddy, you know? The Geico lizard and Gilbert Gottfried are the two <laughs> longest reigning actors. God, I know. Yeah, the, yeah, isn't that amazing? They've been on TV longer than Daryl Hannah was on SNL. Was she on SNL? Oh, Daryl Hammond. Oh, Daryl Hammond. Okay, I said Daryl Hannah. I don't know. Yeah, I thought maybe she was. Maybe who knows? Back in the mid eighties, had weird casting decisions back then. Michael, well, Anthony yeah, Hall Elaine and, Bennis. Elaine Bennis was on I know. SNL. I remember. I remember when she was on and Brad Hall. That show literally, it was eighty percent of the show was Eddie Murphy. 
like they knew that they had he was so him and Piscopo were such ob, they were so obviously the talents of the show that every single sketch was written just for them and particularly it was written for Murphy so from 90 so we're gonna have to go to 93 because from 89 to 92 the Vikings did not have a first oh that's pick. right because that was the Herschel Walker so yeah. so I think that's a good way to start the to start that segment off I think it's that just shows you bad decisions made with the first round so let's go yeah, let's go 93 so yeah, let, 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 and if we can contrast that to the to the to so ninety three was Robert Smith. Robert Smith, who was a decent one, he was a decent player. Okay, so let me go to Chicago. Let me pull this. Ninety one was probably maybe Brad Muster. Mark Carrier might have been a first round pick in ninety one. Ninety was Mark Carrier. Yeah. Okay. And ninety one was Stan Thomas. Oh, pouting Thomas. <laughs> you know, Gian Greco couldn't stand him, man. Yeah, he was a total bust. He was a left tackle. He was a boss. 92 was Alonzo Spellman, who had mental 92? problems, but he was great. Yeah. And Alonzo Spellman was 92? Yep. Holy 22 shit. 22 overall. I didn't know he was that long ago. 1993 was Curtis Conway. Uh, he was a decent player. He was okay. an underrated receiver. You remember so, Conway? Yes, I loved Curtis Conway. He was my fucking guy, dude. Yeah. He, he actually, honestly, he's probably the best with pure wide receiver in, in, in their history. You know? I mean, because whatever. I mean, because they don't have many. You know, you know what I, oh, did I tell you this? Who's quarterbacking in this? Is this the fucking Brian Greasy? Uh, I think it era? might be Brian Greasy, yeah. Oh, no, this is 05. This is after that. This is after Brian, yeah, Brian Greasy is after that. Yeah, this is like, this is not even Collins. I don't even know who the fuck this is. We'll figure it out. So 94 for the Vikings was two. They had two first round uh, draft picks. Corey Stringer was one of them. No. Oh, Corey Stringer. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no, who was it? It was, was Dwayne it? Washington and Ugh. Todd Stussy. Uh, Stussy was okay as a left Pro tackle. bowler. Uh, yeah, yeah, and he played. Yeah, he was okay. Dwayne Washington was one of their as many bad their cornerback as many bad linemen they have. Their cornerbacks almost always stink. The Vikings have porous cornerbacks. I think he played Whatever. for the Vikings, the Steelers, the Jaguars, and the Chiefs. That's that's a journey. Men, right there, boy. Uh, Vikings. So he, he played probably from like '94 to like probably '04, '03. I'm see. guessing Stussy. He was on the '98 team. He he was starting left tackle on, on the '98 team. He was okay. Stussy. We're going to fucking Stussy's house. <laughs> Isn't that totally? <laughs> yeah, he's in high school. Like right now, he's talking about Keith Pazel. Keith Pazel's a type of nerdy name. You'd have no. He's saying. <laughs> But yeah, Stussy okay. is a total. That is totally. I think he was a character in all the right moves. Ninety four was ninety four was John Terry, John Theory. Oh, you, I, he was a DN. He was always Six, a bit four, of a two sixty three. Yeah, he kind of he kind of peaked during the like Dick Geron years. Yeah, yeah, he was. He never quite. He, he was supposed to be a decent like speed guy on the edge. And he Here we go, developed. baby. Nineteen ninety five, Rashawn Salam. Oh, the, rest a moment of silence for Rashawn Salam. Who committed hey, suicide? He tore it up in the XFL. Yeah, he well, he was great in college. You know, if you ever see highlights of him, he played for a, a small a Christian school in San Diego. That it was nine on nine football, and he was just this freakishly great player. But he killed himself, I think, in San Diego. Oh no, no, in Boulder. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his story? It, it's pretty dark. Yeah, 2016, he couldn't stand Trump. Ugh. You know, they're dead when they got their their like Heisman picture. Oh yeah. Yeah. They don't even have a picture of him being like on heroin or something. Oh, yeah. Look at that yeah. fat kicker. Is that the kicker? Yeah, absolutely. Number 89, <laughs> Thick Boy Alexander. Wow. So Rashawn Salam. Yeah. Boulder, so what's Colorado. the story about his death? Yeah. Oh, it's in Boulder? Uh, yeah. Found a note near his body. 
Uh, it was confirmed the manner of death was suicide, specifically a gunshot wound to the head. Uh, Salam's blood alcohol content was probably three times the legal driving limit, and he had oh. THC in his system. The fucking weed did it. Uh, they did not consent to neuropathical pathological tests, so they don't know what the fuck. Oh, so yeah, I think he's a CTE guy. Yeah, he's a CTE yeah. guy. Yep, yeah. He, there was a lot of pressure on him when he came in, and he, he who was the big guy of the '95 draft? Terrell Davis, right? Oh, uh, you know who else was taken? It was Warren Sapp. The Vikings drafted Derek Alexander. Kajana Carter. Kajana Carter was number one overall. Oh, Yo, yeah. He blew his knee in the first preseason game. Uh, yeah, Tony Baselli, Steve McNair. Yeah. Michael Westbrook, Kerry Collins. Oh, there's actually some names in that draft. Yeah. Yeah, there's some guys who played. Um, Joey Galloway. Yeah, I remember get Galloway for, for the uh, for the Seahawks. Hell yeah, he played dude. for Ohio the State. The Seahawks were my B team when I was in fucking. Uh, look at that fucking what Lloyd the fuck? Carr. Lloyd Carr. <laughs> yeah, th- th- this was in Michigan. Was still deemed we're watching Michigan. Michigan versus Penn State back when they were diddling children. This is fucking this is classic 0-5. Penn State right here. Yeah, well, they actually, I think I think Sandusky was gone by then, but they but had not been revealed yet that he had, was going to be. Defrocked. So let's go five years at a time on each team. Okay, okay so, so I'm going to do 96 through 2000 right here for the for Bears the, for the Vikings. Okay, yeah, ni- so we're going to do 95, <laughs> 95 through 2000. <laughs> They had two first-round picks again. How did that happen? Do you in know? In 95? Yeah. Well, because they had traded Chris Dolman to the Falcons, and they also traded Gary Zimmerman to the Broncos and got, got a couple first-round picks. Who I mean, they're both in the Hall of Fame. They traded two Hall of Fame players because they had to build the draft because they didn't have a first-round pick or, or a second-round pick or a third-round pick for three straight drafts. Okay? 90, 91, and 92. They didn't have any first-round pick, any second-round pick, or any third-round pick. They picked in the fourth round for three straight fucking years with the Herschel Walker trade. So Denny Green deserves some credit. That team was the cover was bare and he coached his ass off and and, and they were good. So in 95, they drafted Corey Stringer and Derek Alexander. Oh, God. <clears throat> you, you know, they picked Derek Alexander, the pick before Warren Sapp. Oh. They could have had Warren Sapp and John Randall. John Randall and Warren Sapp could have played together for like five was years. Was there anyone that was drafted after that you were like, fuck? Well, no, 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 no. Corey Stringer they, was good, right? They drafted Sapp after Derek Alexander. Oh. He was taken out. They had a chance of getting Warren Sapp. They could have had Warren Sapp. They had him and Randall. That, that was Knowing a, you, though, Sapp would have refused to play. No, no. It, it just, no. It was, it was him and Randall. 1996, Dwayne Clemens. He was a bust from California defensive man. <laughs> he also played for the, for the Chiefs. Totally overrated. They're always looking for an edge rusher, and it never works out. 1997, no. Dwayne Rudd. Yeah, he was Two a, Dwaynes spelled differently. He, he, <laughs> he was, uh, you know, he played for the- Hey, uh, Dwayne. Hey, his, Duan. His claim to fame was playing for the Browns and taking his helmet off, and they got a penalty for that, and then they kicked the winning field goal. It was like the Ravens did. Like they had beaten the Ravens, and he took his helmet off, and they had that, 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 that rule of celebration. You can't do that. So they call the penalty, and the game can't end on a defensive penalty. So the field goal kicker came and got the ball like 10 yards or 15 yards closer, and they kicked the field goal to win the game. So if he wouldn't have taken his helmet off, they would have won a game. And the Browns needed victories back then. 1990, were, we're getting into some good picks now for the Vikings. 1998, Randy Moss. Randy Moss, yeah. That, that, yeah. yeah. I mean, what, what what more can you say? Well, again, th- that was the beginning of Green thinking he was like this great like therapist and like you know a problem player, aka Black. You know, I can deal with him better. You know, so then in '99 they take Culpepper and Demetrius Underwood. They have two first round picks in '99. Demetrius Underwood, 
who was who had uh was bipolar. He was bipolar and it was diagnosed as being bipolar, but he thought he could like deal with them. Demetrius Underwood didn't play a down in the NFL. He got cut that 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 see he got cut in preseason as a first round draft choice. That's how insane he was. Like he's truly insane. Well, ninety nine was also called Pepper. Yeah, Pe- Pepper was decent. Pepper was decent. 2000, Chris Hovan. Oh, he was overrated. He was a turf guy. They thought they were going to get Randall again. Like the, the quick defense. He, he was deemed to be a good player, but I always thought he was overrated. He was oh, my good. God. Here we go for the Bears. So we got Rashawn Salam. Yeah. Walt Harris, who was okay. Yeah, had I a couple it was a Pro Bowl enough. years. Yeah. God, it was that long ago? 1997, we did not have a first-round pick. <laughs> Traded to Seattle for, for Rick, Rick Meyer. Meyer <laughs> who I never saw complete a pass in the National Football League. He was he was a ball. That was Chicago, the Bears being caught in the shadow of South Bend. You know, of Notre Dame. I mean, when Notre Dame was good, that Chicago is a Notre Dame town. You know, not, not, it's not a Northwestern town. It's a Notre Dame town. Back when Chicago was good. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> Who are the next guys? Curtis Enos, 1998. Uh, he was a total I was bust. pumped about him, dude. Curtis I Penis? I was like, dude, this is Peyton. Curtis Enos, he wasn't on these teams. Yeah, this, this no, was, but he yeah. played for Penn State. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 1999, Cade, McDow- Cade McNown. Again, Ooh. I was fucking pumped about that because that wasn't <laughs> – he was a Heisman Trophy finalist. And if you look at his college stats now, it's even – Oh, he was, he was he great. He threw for 10,000 yards. He had a rag for an arm. <laughs> he had a rag for an arm. I think I could throw the ball further than him when I used to be in shape. He had a rag for an arm. I saw his best game ever against the Lions. Threw four touchdowns, threw for like 301 yards, a Bears rookie record. Yeah, I remember he played against the Vikings the first game of the season that year. They were beating the Vikings in Minnesota, and then the Vikings came back and beat them. Now I'm going to do sure. the five straight two, five straight Bears picks, and then we're going to go. Sure, sure. Okay. So the year 2000, the man, the myth, the legend, the formerly bald Brian Urlacher. 2000 was Urlacher? Yeah. 2000. I was working out at the Y and I saw that across the ticker. Holy shit. Hey, Chicago. he's a fucking. I, I knew he was. Honestly, when they drafted, that was like, that was a great pick. That guy was a. The best thing about Studio B, everybody, we can smoke weed and we'll be back from a word from our sponsor. <laughs> All right. But, but I remember him. Uh, him be, who, who was it again? Who was it? It was not yeah. smooth. Ur- Urlacher. Urlacher, I think, led the nation in punt return yardage. He averaged 16 yards of punt return, you know, as a middle oh, linebacker. Dude, he was a fucking cornerback in, I mean, yeah, in yeah, he college. Was really fast. He was really fast. Uh, early in his career, he would go silent in the sideline. And I was like, oh, I've never seen a middle linebacker who's really able to do that. Or it's it's like he was good. How well, creepy does it look in these commercials when they're like s- smiling, doing everything? <laughs> Isn't life good? Who's sm- who hovers over fire, freezing and smiling? <laughs> exactly. You're smiling because you bought our product. Aren't you happy? Here is the man who went up How at the. How fat uh, is Craig Robinson? Oh, huh? I, 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 he at, at the No Exit Cafe, the open mic on Tuesday nights. Yeah, there's Rogers no Park. exit because he blocked it. Yeah, he, he he used to go up there, so we started the same year. <laughs> Craig Robinson, who's 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 doing, he's in his Pizza Hut phase. Look at this. You know? We got these young rapists is, out here playing baseball. I will say he, he is. I saw him at uh, Dave Helm's show about a year and a half ago, and he was enormous he's enormous i mean he's he's like it's a fire hazard having him in the building it's like harold washington weight you know what i mean like he's 
really he's heavy. gonna win mayor of chicago and then <laughs> die in a bathtub like yeah. harold like fucking harold taft, washington like william taft yeah uh some people said who worked at the city like when i worked at the city of chicago said if, if washington had lived he had a chance to really do some good things so for now the we're city. getting into some true poo here david sure. terrell I always thought he was overrated. I didn't think he was very good. We got blinded by the fucking, by the the Michigan mystique. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he's not, yeah, exactly. We thought he was going to be Charles Woodson. Yeah, yeah, he was. And he wasn't, he was David Terrell, played in Champagne. (laughs) Champagne Davey. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I remember the picture of him. Who the fuck did they, they got the Illinois coach back to be their fucking uh, Ron Turner. They got Ron Turner back to be the offensive coordinator. Oh, in Illinois? Ron, yeah, no, the Bears hired Ron Turner back. They did? When they that drafted David oh, Terrell. Oh, 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 yeah. I, was, I, was like, I thought they brought him back. I thought who else? And John Shoup. John Shoup oh, yeah, was yeah. the offensive coordinator. What a bunch of... the Organizationally, the Bears have been a fucking laughing stock. You can't find... <laughs> yeah. one, after Buddy Ryan, you can't find one coach. What did fucking Dave Tobin do? I know. <laughs> coach yeah, you the, never heard of like... Cardinals. You know, former Bears... Or former Vince Bears Tobin. Coach. Vince yeah. Tobin. He, was he ended up coaching the Bears. Or he ended up coaching the Cardinals. Yeah, I think he did actually. Yeah, because he was, he was a Ryan disciple. He was a disciple of Buddy so Ryan. So was Tobin like the cornerback coach or something I think he was like probably that. a linebacker or D-line coach. Uh, so what did... Uh, but he was a coach like in 86 and 87, the D coordinator after Buddy Ryan. But, but uh, who was... Uh, who's, who the other picks? 2002, Mark Colombo, who oh, actually he, played on the team for a actually, long time, but wasn't like good or bad. Just he was like a piece of meat. He was a yeah. ham on the offensive line. Yeah, exactly. Just we're, totally uh, right. You're a tumor yeah. on our offensive you're line. You're just kind of big. You you're can just, stand in front of someone You're for a growth a on our offense. Yeah. <laughs> And who uh, else? Michael Haynes. We had two first round picks in 2003. Michael Haynes, 14 overall defensive end, who actually was okay. Kind of a psychopath. I think he might have beat a lady. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember them. Dra- he was undersized. Um, former five seasons in the NFL. Uh, he's a high school football and soccer coach in Crowley, Texas. Huh. Went back to Crowley. Wow. So he, where he did he just go to was college? Like, no, he went to college at going, Penn State. He went to Penn and he's from Texas. Though. Dude, we love the Big Ten. We love our yeah. Midwest oatmeal fed fucking boys. <laughs> well, you can get a good player from the Big Ten. Don't you think you can? Here, Number but- 22 overall in 2003 was my man Rex Grossman, who took <sighs> the Bears to a Super Bowl, by the way. I actually think by he was a decent way, quarterback. He just was five foot eight. Yeah, he, he, Look at I think that he was rapist. decent. But but he was just uh, he just injury prone. He just got hurt all the time. Two thousand and four, Tommy Harris, Pro Bowler. Oh yeah, uh, was, was he a favorite player of yours for a oh, while? Oh dude, he was yeah. such a cog. You, who for the Vikings? Probably one of the Williams Wall fuckers. But yeah, just yeah. the center of the defensive line who fucking knocks that center out. Yeah, he caused yeah. a fumble on a snap one time. That was brilliant. He. He didn't jump the snap, but he timed it perfectly to where yeah. when it was coming through his legs, he fucking went. Yeah, yeah. It was beautiful, dude. And yeah. then he hurt his knee. I genuinely think Tommy Harris getting injured started a decline of the Lovey Smith defense that affected them for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Because no, then I, he lost it. That was back when you blow your knee out and you're you're not the same. He lost yeah. that drive off the line. Yeah. Well, you know, my favorite position of football is D tackle. 
Because when a D tackle is truly good, is truly good. And, the and Vikings you had, had the Williams ones, wall. They had Williams, John Randall, Allen Page, again, Keith Millard, don't even know. The Vikings have had a litany of great defensive tackles, like really good defensive tackles. And when they're good, you win football games. Like the offenses can't get their shit together. They just can't do it. Yeah, Tommy Harris is a good player. I like Tommy Harris. Okay, go ahead. 2005, Cedric Benson. Oh, they've had some. We also drafted Curtis Kyle Orton that Rashawn year. Salam Benson. We also they've drafted had... Kyle Orton that year. It's not a first round pick, but Kyle Orton ended up having an impact. Oh, yeah. We also traded him for Jay Cutler, who is my fucking guy. <laughs> I like. Well, I was going to say I like bad quarterbacks, but Jay Cutler was good. He just was a fucking head case. <sighs> Yeah, sure. Okay. You don't think so, Jay Cutler was good? He had moments and flashes. He, he could never. He reminded me of a poor. He was like Matthew Stafford was the frat boy you liked hanging out with, where Jay Cutler was the frat boy you fucking hated. He had a face you wanted to fucking punch. I did not like Jay Cutler. I also think he didn't give a shit sometimes, man. He didn't give a shit. When he, when he, when he played for the Dolphins for like a half a year. So Jay Cutler. 35,133 yards. That's a lot. 7.1 yards per average, but he played at a different time. Oh, that, that, that's, that's that's not a bad yards per attempt. It's not. Uh, 227 touchdowns to 160 interceptions. Uh, those are better numbers than jo- Joe Namath. You switch those numbers with Joe Namath. Yeah. 160 touchdowns, 237. 85.3 quarterback rating. Uh, he got sacked quite a bit. You know, but, but you know, the position, you know, stats sometimes, man. He only played for 11 years. He played for you. Know, he had a career. He had a good career. I mean, long career. So he could have thrown for 50,000 yards if he wasn't a dick and hung around. Well, yeah. And if he actually worked hard. The Bears paid him, dude. Yeah. Absolutely. They paid him. Yeah. His peak year was with Denver. He threw for 4,500 4, yards. What and, year? Uh, 2008. That's the year before he went to the Bears. That's why, the, wow, that's why he was them. this touted fucking. Well, they didn't bilk shit. This is the thing about they didn't bilk anybody because Jay Cutler took us to the NFC title game his first year. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Jay Cutler. That's why I, I when you said he wasn't like Jay Cutler was not bad. He just never he not, he never had anything else around. Jay Cutler got he spent his career on his ass. He went through like nine different offensive coordinators. Yeah. Tell you he's what. got a fucking hose, dude. Oh, he's got a good arm. No doubt about that. But he's he's more than willing, to, capable of throwing a shitty interception at a bad time. Oh, dude, he threw four in his oh, his debut as a Barry. <laughs> threw four picks on Monday night against the Packers. Oof. Yeah, it, it's just. Uh, so now let's go to Vikings. Oh, now we're gonna go two thousand to two thousand and five. Or no, yeah. So Chris Hovan was Hovan was two thousand. Then we got some good ones. Oh one, Michael Bennett. Uh, he was he, he he's you mean convicted felon Michael Bennett <laughs> Ponzi scheme creator Michael Bennett yes, yeah that's what you mean they drafted him because again that was Green having too much power in the organization and Robert Smith had retired in the off season and they basically needed a speed guy if we get our speed guy we're going to be okay uh, he had oh, moments NFL and teams have speed guys I mean yeah I mean, you know was, what I'm saying so he <laughs> I mean he had one good year Bennett did we ran for like 1200 yards I wanted to like him because he was with the the Vikings never draft a Wisconsin Badger and it just pisses me off it's why their offensive lines always suck yeah because they don't anyway so yeah okay, let's go to the next one before I go off even further with on a sta- tangents and, st- and stats, you know, who who else? Like oh, in o- right. 03, was who was 02? That's okay. Yeah. I don't know why the, f- no, I'm the, the, the sound effects are on the fritz. That's okay. 
But uh, but yeah, 02 would have been like, uh, oh, God. What? Oh, uh, Bryant McKinney. Yeah, he, you know something? He played for a while. Oh, well, he was well, a bit well, of the well, piece well, of meat guy. He, he never reached the, I like, he thought he was going to be like Jonathan Ogden. When they drafted him, it's yeah. like, this guy's going to be Jonathan well, Ogden. He, he, and it never fucking happened. He was man. a pro bowler because he he's in gold. Yeah, he it, probably by for the like gold. A, day, a, a season or two. He also had, he had games where Julius Peppers literally had like Peppers, three and a half sacks on my him. guy. I mean, oh, he's great. He should still be playing. Yeah, that's how good he is. Okay, yeah, he, I was like, he was okay. McKinney was okay. Oh three was Kevin Williams. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and he was a good player. But then they, they had they botched that draft up. Remember, they didn't get their picking in time. Ninth overall. Oh, that was the one where they missed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So Who do you they think got, they would have took? Well, well, Suggs was taken at number seven, but they said that well, we wanted our guy. They were just no, they were gonna, they didn't get their pick, and they were trying to trade him, and they couldn't get the trade executed, so they botched the pick. Wow, up, that's you know? but, but they got Kevin Williams two picks later. Two thousand and four, Kaneki Udesi. Oh God, he was. Unfortunately with him, he got fucking... Uh, he blew his knees out, didn't well, he? No, 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 no. That was Erasmus James the next year when they had two first-round picks, Troy Williams and Erasmus James. Total busts. Oh, for Duze, he had fucking uh, the blood cancer, man. He had uh, he had leukemia. That was the problem with him. He, his rookie year, you know how many sacks he had and he started every game? How many sacks he had? Four. Zero. He didn't have a single sack. They drafted him out of USC. We uh, talked yeah. about this in the parking lot. <laughs> 05, oh. Troy Williamson and Erasmus oh. James. Troy Williamson. Those are two busts. That's two busts in uh, the first they, round. They, they traded Randy Moss for Troy Williamson. Did you know immediately, like when they took them, like, fuck? Uh, I, well, Erasmus James played for Wisconsin. And it, the knock on him, he was actually a great athlete. He was a totally good defensive end for Wisconsin. He was a very good defensive player for them. He hadn't played much football. And, and the knock on him, he actually had a decent rookie campaign. And I guess his training camp, his second year, you know that leap you have? The player from the first to the second year, that's the biggest leap they make well i guess in training camp he was amazing like this guy's really good last day at training camp blows his knee so it's like and, and it was done he, he it was over and he played for the redskins for like a year he, he i mean it's a shame injuries killed him. troy williamson his hands sure he was the fastest wide receiver he has a play against the broncos in 08 where he is wide open by 30 yards it would have been an 80 yard touchdown pass and he fucking completely dropped the ball it, it was no one was around him it was like a play i made in football when i was 13 he was a <laughs> bum certified bum we saw crocious's yearbook by the way he threw some hook shots down in high school exactly he looked identical by the way <laughs> I, I was identical that. to how he does now <laughs> just frailer not as much peach fudge i i imagine you with a mullet no and, and a little mustache but you I, looked exactly the same I, I i i never got that that mustache was a real low class move the got peach a little bit he's got a little bit more uh a little bit more, uh, you know, he's got more face, so, shall we say. Now, now. and I did that. You got exactly. a little bit more face. Exactly. You know, I'm not quite as thin in the face, you know. That's an age thing, though. Fat face oh, yeah. is an age thing. Absolutely. I'm it getting is. it. Where you just like, you feel like you're like, I don't have a double chin anymore, but like the neck where my neck meets my chin, like dangles now. Yeah. Yeah, you know it's yeah, but but no, but with we all uh, get a little Joan Rivers. So then we so then because that that's how bad those Viking picks. God, that was oh five. They had oh, they missed on on three first round picks in a row. Kevin Williams they hit on. Kevin Williams was a good pick. So so then let's go to Bears. 
Okay. This goes from 06 to 2010. I like this. I like this. I like this. This is segment. good. 2006, they had no pick. They traded to Buffalo for later picks, Ugh. which was a bear fucking Ugh. move. We'll get some fucking, we'll get Dusty Dvorak. I, I know. The, the, the Vikings fucking, employ that same strategy now, and it just annoys me. Because you know what it means? It means they got to get 12 picks to get like three starters that, and like one truly good player. They swing and miss all the fucking time. All the time. 2007, Greg Olson. That was a good pick. Uh, he just retired this year. Yeah. I never got... They why tra- did you and never they, sign him? And he was great. We traded him for Brandon Marshall. So... Ugh. No, are you sure? You sure? I thought he was a free agent. No, nope. he was a free agent. Signing. He was in the he was in the Brandon Marshall trade. Okay. Traded him to the Panthers for Brandon Marshall, or it was like he he got to the Panthers through Brandon Marshall. Wow. Um. So we were always thankful of him for that. Yeah. Uh, Two thousand and eight, Chris Williams, offensive tackle, Vanderbilt. Uh, was he okay? He was okay. I don't think right? so. I think he blew some shit out. Let me see here. Yep. Um, by the Bears, yeah, sustaining a minor back injury the first week of camp. He was later diagnosed with a separated shoulder, a herniated disc, which would require minor surgery Ooh. to repair. That's Ooh. that's a bad way to start out your career. Yeah, absolutely. It also shows how brutal the game really is. I was is. re-listening to how old Boars and really Bernstein is. episodes, Yeah, and it was going into a Monday. <clears throat> it was 2008. 10 no it was 2007 it was the year after they went to the super bowl and they were about to play the vikings on monday night and dan bernstein goes we're gonna have hub arkish on to talk about the bears and it is not looking good for the bears (laughs) (laughs) and they lost 20 to 16 oh i remember that game yeah yeah monday night espn when they handed it over to mike tarico wow yeah uh but yeah he played for four years eight 08 to 12 on the Bears. Yeah, that's not a... 9 and 10, they didn't have picks because they traded for the man, the myth, the legend, Jay Cutler. Wow. Yeah, they do that. Wow. Um, So now let's go to the Vikings. Okay. They always do this too. The simple blood, like it's out. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) 2010, no pick. Why is that? Because I think they traded him for a... For Jared Allen. Why? I said it like fucking Andy Rooney. Why is that? I, I think that, I think it was. It might have been traded for Jared Allen. No, no, not 2010. That would, that would have been 2008. No, no, no. No, we, we, we got to go five. We got to go five, six, five, 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 uh, ten to, five to ten. We got to go five to ten. 2005, 2010. Oh, yeah. We got to do that. A uh, Chad Greenwell being there. Was 06. Because 05 yep. was Troy Williams. Troy <sighs> Williamson and Erasmus James. They, they hit with Greenway. Here's another thing, classic Viking thing. His first play. This is this is not the last play of, of, of uh, like Erasmus James. The first play of a preseason game against the Raiders. He's on special teams, which he shouldn't have been on. Blows his knee first play. Doesn't play his, his rookie year. Just doesn't play. I'm like, he's never going to play. He ended up being a very good running back or a very good linebacker for them. Hey, I, I, Greenway was a, was a good player, from solid player. Crow's going to take it to the bowl. We'll be back after a word from our sponsor. All right, so yeah. we have Adrian Peterson, two thousand and seven, well, probably the greatest. Again, probably, would you say he's the best draft pick in the history of the Vikings? Uh it's a good question. It is a good question. It is between, in my opinion, it's between four players. Alan Page. Alan Page is one. He was first round pick out of Notre Dame. Alan Page is that. Um, uh, Randy Moss is in that. Is in that. 
Uh, Peterson's in that. But there was a guy named Randall McDaniel who was a first-round pick wow. in 1988. He was an offensive lineman for the Vikings who was a great football player. You know how many holding penalties Randall McDaniel had as a 14-year 42. I mean, you know, in 14 years being an offensive lineman, zero. No shit. He didn't have a single holding penalty. That's how good Randall McDaniel. He was a pro bowler. I mean, that's one thing. The Vikings haven't had that. I remember him. And he played for the for the Buccaneers the last two years of his career. I think he actually played for that Buccaneer team that won it against the Raiders, Super Bowl 37. You know, Dexter Jackson, I think was the MVP of that See, one. See, these are these later forensic files. Anytime you're seeing them, look on Google. Like, I'm not for it's, this. It's, it's up. <laughs> okay. No problem. I like that. I respect that choice. Well, we're talking about the Bears, so it's hard okay, to, okay. to channel surf. So then, yeah, let's let, let's go with. So uh, we have a uh, no pick in 08. <clears> oh, wait, because they traded it for uh, for Jared Allen. Right. Uh, well, for, to the Chiefs. Yeah, to the Chiefs. To the Chefs. Yeah. 2009, they got Percy Harvin. I always liked him, and he was a good player. Head case. See, this is when no we're going to get very crociousy because according to Wikipedia, a majority of these first-round picks are pro bowlers, quote-unquote. Uh, Percy Harvin. He was good. Uh, 2010, no pick. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have a pick. Yeah, they traded it for... I don't know who they traded that one for. So do you want to go through or go to the Bears? Let's go to the Bears. Go to the Bears. Okay. Let's go to the Bears. So the Bears were going 10 to 15 because okay. we already went through. Dude, 11, Gabe Karimi. Fucking, oh, he was a boss. He fucking, I think he blew his knee out and never played again. Yeah, because he, you know, he was a Wisconsin offensive yeah. lineman. He was great for he, Wisconsin. Until, until Tevin Jenkins this year, he was the last for us. Uh, offensive lineman we drafted in the, the first, first round. round wow yeah he unfortunately blew his knee and, and that was it man you know he played 16 games and made seven starts when he re-signed for atlanta oh wow that's crazy traded to the bucks on 20 22 years two years he played for tampa bay he was big man oh he was gigantic Six seven three sixteen. yeah yeah that's i mean size wise you feel like that's a can't miss i mean this yeah. guy he's wearing two knee braces and his College picture. What well, you, you're required to wear knee braces. He's from Monona Grove. Yep, he went that, to Monona Grove. That, 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 that's right next to Madison. Absolutely. I mean, that, that Wisconsin offensive line was great. They actually had the backup offensive lineman. They had six linemen drafted. The backup offensive lineman was drafted and played in the NFL. That, that, that team had like uh, Pete Cons. Oh, God. The line. Shea McClellan, oh. 2012 defensive end, Boise State. Yeah, he never developed, man. He was a, that's a swing and a He's miss. He's going to be the, he, I remember they were like, well, he can play multiple positions. He can be outside and he's going to be our edge rusher. Maybe we'll go three, four. Ugh. Yeah, because he's this great athlete. He played like three years, right? <laughs> Let me see. What year was that again? 2012. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he never developed. So we're watching The Rock and Chris Hart. Kevin Hart? Or Kevin Hart. Yeah. <laughs> what is this movie? Uh, Neighbors? Called, I don't know. Or Neighbors? Central Intelligence. Oh, yeah. That's how it ends. Because there's you know? black people working for the CIA. <laughs> God, it's so fucking... God. Ugh, it's so black exploitation-y. He played know? for f- six years, five years. Four for the Bears and then one for the Patriots. What was his last year? Tried to do the old Belichick fucking revival. What's that? What was his last year? 2016. Wow, that's a while ago. He works for the Trump campaign. 
Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, he's one of uh, Ryan Pace's chief scouts, known white nationalist <laughs> Ryan Pace. He's on the path to redemption, though. So 2013, Kyle Long. 2014, Kyle Fuller. Back-to-back good Kyles. Well, Kyle Long was hamstrung by injury. Yep. And he's trying to come back. Here we go, baby. 2015, Kevin White. That is Ryan Pace's first draft pick. Oh, God. God, that guy 2016 was terrible. is Leonard Floyd, and uh, he was good for like a season and a half. Well, and then he, he signed with the Rams, and he's right? great, and he's good. Well, but he hasn't Leonard made a Pro Bowl because he also has Aaron Donald playing with him. Yeah, when, when you have that good D tackle, it makes your DN so much better. So I'm going to start with the D tackle, not the DN. I'm about to name off the number so seven overall, nine overall, two overall, eight overall, and then Justin Fields. That's the number. That's the level at the draft at which Ryan Pace picked. So Kevin White, seven overall. Terrible. Leonard Floyd, ninth overall. Mitchell Trubisky, two overall. He's a pro bowler. He's in the gold, baby. Uh, Roquan Smith, number eight overall. That's a hit. That's yeah, a, that's yeah a, I like him. I like and then him. because of the Trubisky move, they didn't have a first-round pick in 2019 and uh 20 that also could have been khalil mack too oh yeah trade it to oakland for khalil mack and oakland didn't do shit with those picks yeah yeah. we fleece them so hard they can't sit down because we fucked them so hard for Khalil. God, Mack. Well, they just made bad decisions, man. That that was just like a big gruden move. You know, him and Mike Mayak, who I, I like play as an the analyst. sports music for that. Sure, absolutely. So this is uh, Rampage. The That's the sound. The movie, this Rampage. is the the sound that the music that plays when we're fucking the Oakland Raiders, now the Las Vegas Raiders, for yeah, Khalil fucking Mac. What's this? This is Rampage. Oh, about a giant monkey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up in space, I think, is where they find this monkey, I think. Yeah, and then it only it befriends Dwayne Johnson, obviously. <laughs> and it gets and it gets mad at him because like Dwayne Johnson keeps him safe and then he lets them take him and he gets all pissed. And that's when he starts growing big and, and like the rock has to go calm him down. So this is obviously like she's she's getting her career. So now we're going to finish out picks for fucking. Uh-oh. Because I want to hear the Crocious opinion versus the Pro Bowl label that they've gotten. Okay. So um, Matt Khalil, 2012. Christian Ponder obviously he, was Matt 11. Khalil. What, oh, he has one. You know something? The Pro Bowl is an overrated <laughs> stat. It, it, it's also it, it's a popularity contest. It's overrated. It, it really is. He had one Pro Bowl season. They wanted him to be good. They fucking fourth trained. overall. Yeah, because he was. It was just again. Him, McKinney, him, and Stussy were supposed to be these like stalwart offensive left tackles, and they just never developed. You know, it never developed. And you see their strategy he blew though. His knee three you see times. their strategy though. They drafted Peterson, then they got another weapon, Percy Harvin. Then they're like, we get this Christian Pander guy, hand the ball off there. No, no, no. Now, that is a horrific trip. But then you're like... That's a horrific But then you see Ponder's limitations because they throw him to the Wolves immediately. Uh, or does he play under somebody for this? No, rookie no, year? no. He 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 played. He played. Well, he played some. Yeah. He, uh, uh, Donovan McNabb played. <laughs> they were three and thirteen. So then I went to a game but then that like, in Minneapolis. We'll draft Maddie Khalil because he, he to protect Ponder he, and Peterson. Yeah. He, he, oh, he, oh. To allow time for him to throw to Percy Harvin, our new weapon. 
and then they drafted a safety by the name of Harrison Smith. Well, Harrison Smith is good. Harrison does he still play? Oh, oh yeah, 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 he starts. I mean, he's 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 a very good. He's like player. their Erlacher. Well, yeah, he he's 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 a, he's not their best defensive player. Their best defensive player now is Eric Kendricks. You know, uh, who was not a first round pick. Yeah, he was not a second round pick. Okay, so yeah, so who were the first? round Sharif picks? Floyd in two thousand and thirteen. He fucking blew Three his knee. First round picks late though. <laughs> Sharif Floyd. He 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 had nerve damage in his knee, and he played he total bust, total bust. Nerve damage that you can't come back. There's no surgery. Oh, yeah, for no, yeah, no, he, he was done. He, That's God. He, he, he played like a year and a Four half. Four years. Yeah, he, he didn't start much though, man. He, he yeah, he, uh, one started one game his rookie year. Yeah, uh, eleven his second year, twelve his third year, and then one game played and no starts his last. Exa- yeah, year. no, he, he blew his knee, and <clears throat> he was suing the team physician over that because I think they misdiagnosed the nerve damage. So anyway, bust. Xavier Rhodes, twenty uh, fifth overall. He was decent. He was decent. Overrated. He was overrated. Oh well, yeah. woo woo woo. Les Nessman said woo woo woo, and yeah. I accidentally hit it. <laughs> yeah, he, he he was overrated. Do you want to wear the headphones for a little bit? Sure, sure. What the hell? Nah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I feel bad that you can't hear these no, sweet okay. ass sound effects. So you know I'm dropping. <laughs> I appreciate that. It works. So yeah, so with uh, Cordero Patterson was the last first round pick. <laughs> he had his moments though, <sighs> flashes and moments. True, played for my Bears. Yeah, he, but he, yeah, he was not a whatever. I mean, well, he, he's, he's a very fast for him. Yeah, he is very fast. He the, can't how, run a route. How to save cliche his ass, and kind of racist is it to say that? <clears throat> we well, can't of, run a route for kind of fast, which is another way of saying he's not smart enough to play the position. So anyway, uh, but yeah, yeah. Cut all oh, I'm jealous. You know why? You have 4K cable. That's why you're shit, man. I can't wait till I make money like you, Crow. Because <laughs> uh, I want 4K cable. Yeah, cool, man. Uh, Here we go. 2014, Anthony Barr. Uh, he has been a decent player. Uh, he tore his pectoral muscle this uh, in, the second, in the second game of the season last year. He's going to be back this year. They have... 11 guys coming back on defense. Their defense, I expect them to be a pretty good 2014, team. 2014, a second round, or the last. Man, I was so excited when Bridgewater fell to you guys. Oh, I, I thought, again, I, I think he's a, was going to be an okay player. His but leg he had a fell off. His knee. leg fell off, basically. Yeah, he yeah, almost yeah. died, right? Well, what they said is that <clears throat> his, what it was, it was a follow-through. For, he's, he's right-handed. He followed through and put his weight on his left knee. And I guess his his leg just went on a tangent. just and, and, and like his knee just went straight to the ground. And then his leg went off as a tangent. All the nerves, everything just blew off. And they had a trainer there. amputated his leg. If a trainer wouldn't have been there, if it had been like 15 minutes, they would have had to amputate his leg. You know, so but the trainer immediately got on it and they did the surgery. And the fact that he's playing is actually pretty amazing because that was a catastrophic knee injury. What it was also is that he probably had knee injuries before. And didn't oh, really talk so it about looked like stuff. he broke his leg, but his knee came apart. His basically. knee just ripped apart. Yeah, all the tendons and nerve damage, the whole thing. You know, another gruesome knee injury. Wendell Davis was a wide receiver for the Bears. Yeah, in, in like the early nineties and ninety three, they played in Philly. That terrible turf. He blew his knee. He blew his left knee and his right knee on the same play, <laughs> jumping with his left knee and landing on his right knee. And they were both such catastrophic injuries. The kneecaps both floated up into his thighs. 
Oh. They float it up into his thigh. And, and that and, that and, made my balls feel weird. I know. Yeah. Isn't that a rough, <laughs> that's a rough injury, you know, but yeah, they, uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, they, they, so yeah, that was a swing and a miss, right? No, no. Yeah. Clemens has been, no, not Clemens, but uh, Barr has been decent. And 2015. Trey Wayne's cornerback. He doesn't play Michigan for him State. anymore. He no. played four years and went and signed with a different team. We're we're out of the gold bracket for a while. We're, yes, we're, we're, they're 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 hitting a streak of not drafting pro bowlers. Yeah, exactly. Twenty sixteen, Laquan Treadwell. Oh my god, he had a good. He went to Creep Moni, baby. Well, again, he was he was another guy. He had a gruesome leg injury. He was great for Mississippi. I mean, why would you draft him? His junior year, I guess he was amazing. Like Mississippi had a really good team. Remember that guy, Larry Tunsil, got drafted? Yeah. And they had Laramie a DN. Yeah, I mean, they had a bunch. I mean, they cheated their way. They got all these players basically saying, we are going to compete with Alabama. We're going to cheat. And they Treadwell went to Crete Monee, baby. Yep, absolutely. And then he, well, then his junior year, he had a, he had a Joe Thigh. I was watching the game. He still plays. Who's he play for? Play for the Falcons last year. Yeah, he didn't play though. He sucks. <laughs> he sucks. He he sucks. played in six games. He sucks. He does suck. He doesn't even have a thousand yards total in his. Career. Oh no, no, he's not good. He's he, he's not a good wide receiver. <laughs> they draft him in the first round. He's not good. He has four touchdowns in his entire he's, career. He, he, that, that, Doesn't he a, return kicks? Didn't he return a kick? No, he, he returns nothing. I like, <laughs> I like the rock. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. He's a he total. returns nothing. You have to admit, that, that's, a pretty, that's a good swing and a miss, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. He's terrible. So, okay, who was the next pick? Let's see here. Oh, did a dog bark? Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> no pick in 2017. Of course. They, I think they... I'm sure they... doesn't even say a reason why. It's just like they're just like, no. I'm sure they fucking trade. I, I don't remember who they traded it for. I don't 2018, know. Mike Hughes. He, he got traded to the Chiefs. He got traded to the Chiefs last week. You know, he's supposed to be good. He's supposed to be a good player, but he blows his knees three fucking times. I actually like him. I actually think he's a decent player, but he blew his fucking. So the Chiefs traded him a six round pick for him. Wow. 2019 Garrett Bradbury. Oh, well, he's supposed to be. uh, They say with him because they say with him and he was supposed to be the best center prospect coming out that year. 18th overall. First center taken. For, for, I think one of the first offensive linemen. Blew his taken. knee out. <laughs> no, he didn't blow his knee out, but he is a zone blocking guy. He's not big enough. Up. He's like 290 to 295 pounds. You have got to be like 310 or above yeah. to play in the league. So he he runs back like he's not going to charge well, up Well, well they, they try to get him to the second and third level. Not this, you, know, you need a you. mauler. They drafted two linemen this year who are maulers, both over 300, like 315, 320 pound guys. They got big guys. Derrishaw. Yeah, I mean he's, I, I, you know, whatever the Justin film looks Jefferson, good. twenty twenty, he's good. He's good. That that was actually a very good pick. Jeff Gladney, pick. he's another guy, man. TCU, he's, you know, I mean, he played last year, so but I guess he he has he has total legal problems right now. So here we he's go. He's got total legal issues. Okay, Crow, who do you think is who do you think is that leads by? So we have draft by college. Who do you think leads the Minnesota Vikings draft by college? Five total draftees from this one school. It's either Notre Dame or USC. It's USC. Yeah. Michigan State is four. You know, Demetrius Underwood went to Michigan State. Notre Dame is three. Yeah, Kyle Rudolph went Oklahoma there. Oklahoma State, three. That, that was Kevin Williams. 
They've so Riley. And then there's 20. Uh, they've only drafted one center in the first round. And that was a guy from NC State. There's Bradbury. One he was supposed guard. To be the best guy. Wow, dude, yeah. that's fucking well, one you know, guard. He he plays well. The guard was from Arizona State. That that, that was Randall McDaniel. The guy I was telling you before, and it'd be one of the best yeah. Vikings ever. So yeah, for the Bears, ten running backs in the first round. Yeah, well, that you know that that that's old school thinking. You know, you don't you don't draft a running back in the first round now. You just don't do that. You know, I feel like I'm Dwayne on stage right now. The way I'm talking. <laughs> Yeah, brother man. Screen, you know, young Adam. They don't even have that. That's um, that's what the Wikipedia pages are different. They don't even have that. Oh, let me see if I can organize it. Yeah. They, uh, the, the, I would say of late, boy, the last six or seven drafts, I think the Vikings have had, they've swung and missed. They have five Although, players from Florida. Yeah. Grux Grossman was from Florida. Grossman, Trace Armstrong, yep. Neil Anderson, Wilbur Marshall, Ooh. and Chuck Hunsinger. Oh, dude, well, dude, dude, Wilbur Marshall was a was great. He oh, was yeah, great. You know, and Neil Anderson, Donnell Woodford, and Neil 19. Anderson had the misfortune of playing after Peyton, and he was actually a decent running back. But you don't remember him, do you? You don't who? remember Neil Neil Anderson? No, not really. Okay, so who who did they draft? You mentioned another name too, and then five for Michigan. Yeah. That's David Terrell. Jim Harbaugh and David Terrell. Were uh, Harbu was in 87. Harbu was actually a decent Bears quarterback. I oh, think he wow. was actually an underrated One, quarterback. One, two, three, four, five, six Ohio State players. Uh, Rufus Mays. That's, I'm, I'm starting late. So Alonzo Spellman and Justin Fields. Um, uh, I will say with Fields, and you know I'm high on him. I got to say this much, Keith. I don't know how much is around him, man. I mean, no shit. I mean, it's like it's Kevin like, Jenkins on his blind side. That's I, all he's got. I, I mean, it's like I, I, and that I hope that that does not like people think, oh, he's supposed to be so good. But like, you got to have some talent around you. So, oh, no, but I still we're going to go him, 15 though. and one when he touches yeah. the field. Like, I don't think anyone's under the assumption that like, oh, Fields plays his rookie year and we go to the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, no, no one's good. that unrealistic because I mean, they need like two or three <clears throat> right more now. We're just trying to convince more. the coach to play him at any point during the season because they're still yeah. telling us that they're benching him all year that's not true here's what i think is true here's what i think they're saying by that as of right now that's macarthur park i think that is, I think it is. uh as of right now yeah andy dalton is the starter <laughs> but the second they see justin fields versus andy dalton and nick Foles. Yeah. I think it'll become apparent. They have to play him. Yeah. And that, that's the thing. Like, if it's if Andy Dalton kind of hangs with Justin Fields a little bit, not even attribute wise, but as far as like making key throws and just like, yeah, yeah. If going effective. into week one, you genuinely think like, well, Andy's kind of got a better grip on the offense right now. Yeah. Like Fields is still learning a little bit, yeah. then fine. But at most, Dalton last three weeks. Yeah, I, before you I put agree. Fields out for one series, and and he and you go, whoa, look. <laughs> yeah, at I know. Him yeah, we just ball. got three first, yeah, first downs or whatever. Yeah, I think it's week four he plays. By the time he'll be starting by week four. Four from USC. Mark Carrier is from Curtis there. Conway, Keith Van Horn. Ooh, all those guys were good, man. All those guys were good. One, two, three, six from Texas. Bobby Lane, Max Bumgardner, Dick Harris. <laughs> Bobby Matt, Lane was a notorious drunk. Stan Thomas. The offensive lineman, Pouting Thomas. Yeah. And Cedric. Cedric Benson. Yeah. And then three from Wisconsin, Dick Kint. 
in 47. Dennis, Dennis Lick. Lick. <laughs> Dennis Lick was a pretty good. I remember Dennis Lick was an offensive lineman. He actually played several years for the Bears. He played like eight or nine years for the Bears. That's interesting that they've drafted mo- mo- the Ohio State and Texas, I think. Are the well, that would most. make sense. I mean, those have been premier programs at different times. No way. Oh, no, because Singletary wasn't a first-round pick. Dan Hampton, one of two Arkansas players. Dan, yeah, yeah. Dan Hampton was drafted in the first round, I think, in 79. Buckus went to Illinois. Yeah. He played. He was a two-way player. 79, He yeah. played center and middle linebacker. No shit. He played, he played like, you know, 80, 80 plays a game. At the same time, I'm going to be honest with you, Keith. When I watch football, even from, like, when I was a kid, like, even, like, 80s football, early 90s football compared to now, the speed is, like, the guys Oh, know, it's like old-timey fucking Babe Ruth footage. I mean, they're very fast. And then right we now. got uh, probably the greatest college in the history of the Bears. That's historically black college, Jackson State, who housed the god Walter Payton for four years. They have just one player from him? They housed him. That's how that's how good he was. He played for them, but they were containing Walter Payton and keeping him safe for the Bears to just run rough shot. Here's what I genuinely want to know, because I've only heard my family who are very hyperbolic and dumb. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that's okay. Um. What was it like watching Walter Payton run? Like, what was it like? Because I don't remember. I've only seen the footage yeah, of like his know. highlights, but like co- uh, comparatively, like, was it like Adrian Peterson? Like, was it mind blowing where you're like, Jesus Christ, this guy's just because to me as a kid, when I watched him run, like I got how good he was, but it was all in retrospect. Like it didn't really gas me up that like he figured out how to push people's center of gravity and like how he learned how to push like it just to my eyes. It was just like, yeah, that just looks like a black guy running on the football field because it's all in like slow motion clips. I mean, like mm-hmm. game whistle to whistle. What was it like watching him play? Well, I mean, he was, again, when I was a kid in the late 70s and achieved sports consciousness in 1977, the three best running backs in football. And there were a lot of good running backs then. Franco Harris was a good running back, even though I hated him. Um, Lawrence McCutcheon was a good running Isn't back. Isn't he a conservative now? Good. Yeah, Isn't so. Franco like a Trumper? He might be. I think. No, no. Uh, <clears throat> Lynn, Lynn Swan is. Lynn Swan's a Republican. Ran for, ran for Senate in Pennsylvania and got like 46% of the vote. You know, uh, but lost to uh, someone else, lost to a Democrat. But the point is, um, uh, the three best running backs, and I, Riggins was back then, he wasn't. Mark Van Egan wasn't, you know. Stan the Bam Cunningham wasn't, you know. Just, the three best running backs were Tony Dorsett, Earl Campbell, and Walter Payton. And Walter Payton was so good about it. It wasn't so much that he was a great runner. And he was a very strong runner who never gave up on a play. Franco Harris went out of bounds all the time. Now, Franco Harris is alive right now and actually looks pretty good. <laughs> you know, but I will well, say. Payton was all Payton, around. All, he just, he always lowered his shoulder. He was a tough runner, you know. But what was great about him is he was just an overall really good football player. He was an amazing blocker. People don't talk. His blocking was really good. That famous play when McMahon came in against the Vikings. And yeah. Uh, and threw the pass to w- Willie Galt. They blitzed him on that play, which was a smart play because it was his first play coming in. And Peyton caught Dennis Johnson. Yeah. Totally good. I, that, De- I remember. And caught him hard. You don't even see the guy. And they had a beeline. That was 85, on him. right? That was 85. And that was a key game early in the season when. 
when because the Vikings were handling Jim McMahon them in that game. says that was the game that made them feel like they were going to go undefeated. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. they were like, if we like, weren't they down by like twenty points or well, something no, like they, that? They were just getting ble- they were getting beat handily with Steve Fuller at quarterback. Vikings were handling it. Vikings were the only team that could actually could actually hang with the Bears back then in the division. McMahon came out with his gloves. Good. He was wearing gloves on his throwing hand. That always gassed me up. Yeah, <laughs> to see McMahon with gloves on but, his but throwing I say, hand. Peyton, it was just so there was that dimension of his game. He was an incredibly hard. That runner. was the, that was an hour and five minutes. We just did an hour and five minutes on yeah. that. And we still also, have to watch TV. This is the beginning of the show, guys. But again, but again, he 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 also threw nine touchdown passes. So he'd beat you in all these different ways. He was just a very good, well-rounded, versatile football player. It wasn't just one dimension of his game. It was the entire game was good. I looked up his brother's stats. Eddie Payton was his brother. He returned kicks. He returned kicks. Eddie Payton returned kicks. Laquan Treadwell did not return kicks. <laughs> he, he returns nothing. Eddie Payton nothing. returned like four kicks for touchdowns. <laughs> he returns he, nothing. Uh, he, he he returned kicks for the Vikings for three years. He returned a, a kickoff against the uh, against the Raiders for a touchdown. I remember when they when they when they lost thirty six to ten, second game of the season, nineteen eighty one. Eddie Payton. Was five foot eight, one hundred and seventy five pounds. I didn't know that. I didn't know how tiny he was. Walter Payton was like five ten, two ten, five eleven, two. So he was just bigger, you know. But Eddie Payton was was good enough to play in the NFL, and he was small, you know. So Walter you, Payton was great. Do you want to take a break? Yeah, we should take a break. Okay. Yeah, uh, we'll be back uh, here in a yep. few. Well, Absolutely. two seconds because this is an edited episode. Absolutely. All right, baby. All right. Yep. We're here with some more Rampage. We he was got a taken fucking, down. A bloody gun. That's always the PG-13 show of death. Oh, really? Really? The yeah. weapon with sinew dripping off of it. You see? Oh, yeah. Because right? yeah, this is not rated R, is it? You're right. It's no. 13. And it's, on, and it's on TV. So even if it was, even if that gun was, gun was just in graphically inside of Rampage's rectum. And yes, we're calling the monkey <laughs> Rampage. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, yeah. So Rock gets arrested. Does, <laughs> man the rock has a career man this guy has a career you know i've been watching those wrestling those wrestling documentaries hell yeah sean michaels I, I i watched about half of it i just i find these people so unappealing <laughs> i just don't like them well they end up being the same person like you said you know <laughs> <laughs> also, what I get annoyed is these are all, it's just A&E versions of the same, every wrestling fan knows these stories. Yeah. Like, yeah. There, there's nothing new happening in these documentaries. Yeah, for me, it's something, well, the whole, like, documenting your career in these moments, it's just fucking insane to me. <laughs> you have three microphones, uh, three remotes on your Absolutely. belly right now. You are in middle-aged man peak uh, right now. I look good right now, man. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I think for What's keeping you young is you're like a teenager in your jeans and shoes. Uh, absolutely, it's eight man. Thir- it's fucking 11 p.m. right now. <laughs> you know? Crocious, get in your pajamas. Get comfortable. Your mom calls you Crocious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Not Adam. No, Crocious. <laughs> Crocious. You know, exactly. It's funny. It's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah your, your mom saying that, that. That would be something she would probably do, like some second wave feminist thing, you know, like call your son by his last name because then it'll, you know. Oh, that's so funny. That genuinely made me giggle. Man, he's just the same in everything. Who, the, the rock? He's proof that like he's so electric because 
most actors they alter their appearance a little bit they lose oh, a yeah, little lose weight accent yeah. he just gets more muscle mass but like <laughs> same haircut same acting style yeah same character <laughs> same personality <laughs> like it, that's why i want to write a movie called dwayne johnson's save studio city <laughs> where you find out that he's really a huge pussy <laughs> and he's filming a movie and he hates doing action movies and this is going to be his last action movie <laughs> okay I, and then the big one hits <laughs> and he has to like rescue like get everybody out of the fucking warner brothers lot oh okay okay or the universal lot. Wait, wait, and then he ends up save, saving studio city <laughs> dwayne johnson saves studio city but he has to do it through his own cowardice like these are movies <laughs> that he's been acting in and now he actually has to save real people yeah yeah and, he's and you have that really, moment yeah. where he's on the ledge of a building and there's people like hanging and he has to swing across a fucking like bridge yeah yeah and this is the where he's like come on dwayne this isn't a movie real lives are on the line and he has the montage in his head in his head well, slowly steps it. off but then he falls and dies and then the credits roll that'd be funny i, I i'm with it i like it. it's no a good idea. but it would be a total com like like black comedy i guess because yeah. there would be african-american actors yeah exactly very diverse cast of course that would be a necessity you know that woman on the right, you know, oh, you know, she was in, she was in Battlestar Galactica. I finally put it together. Wow, she's still getting a paycheck. Why isn't the Rock an actual Rock? Yeah, you know, she, she's. Uh, I, I remember her in Battlestar Galactica. I can't think of her character's name. Her? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she was one of the fucking like yeah, I forget her name too. She was like a corporal and like you know she was like a tertiary character. She yeah, was a big character, but she was a character. Well, yeah, I love Battle, Battlestar Galactica is one of my favorite shows of all time. It's very it, oh, dude, the fourth season of Battlestar Galactica is legitimately one of the greatest, like in television history. Oh, yeah, dude, it's yeah. up there with season one of Heroes, uh, fucking Rescue from Gilligan's Island. Of course, I mean that goes without saying. So, what do you think are the like? Did you focus more on like growing up? The se- the individual season of a TV show was big. No, what, what, <clears throat> did you like when you no. were younger? Did you look back on it like that? What, was not a programming tactic. Like that was not the, a programming like tactic. the long term story, or it was just episodic. It was television. just a, no. It was just one episode. You, you, it was you a have whole, a bad guy, good guy. It would get resolved at the end, and, and then you had the same thing going the next episode. You, 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 there would never be like, at least what so I recall, you wouldn't have second story. You know. So here's what I want to know because yeah. I watched The Incredible Hulk, and I know he was a drifter. Yeah, that's it. How did the six million dollar man get about? Oh, the six million dollar man was—he was Steve Austin. He was an astronaut, you know. Yeah, the wrestler. It, you know, and, and he was shot into space. And upon reentry, there was a horrible accident. We have the technology; we can repair him. And that was like Gen X. Like that was Gen X hipster that's joke in nineteen ninety four. No, like nineteen ninety. If you told us a six million dollar man joke, you got laughed. Six million dollar man. The, the the high point of that, my fr- my my, fr- my first grade year. I remember people were talking about this. That he he fights Bigfoot. So Jason Earl folks would like this. He fights Bigfoot. Bigfoot played by Andre the Giant. I didn't realize he was played by Andre the Giant. Bigfoot, and, and there's a famous oh, yeah. scene where he rips Bigfoot's arm off and he swings a tree at him. Oh yeah, I mean it, it's like there's moves going on. Six million. That was man. spry Andre too. That so, was when Andre can still move. And that was also six million dollars was this astronomical amount of money. Oh, he had it was an astronomical yeah, had, amount of money. It was enough money to put 
a- android body parts <laughs> on your torso. Make it function, you know? Then they had the bed spinoffs. Wasn't Bionic he like Inspector Woman? Gadget, basically? So the Bionic Woman was a spinoff, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then, was that and then Linda the, Carter? No, no, no. The, no, Linda Carter was, was Wonder Wagner. Woman. Lindsay Wagner was Bionic Woman. And then they also had the Bionic Dog. They had a Bionic German Shepherd. Like it, it had a bionic jaw. <laughs> that, that like that that was they they're people. still trying to beat that dead horse. I mean that, that you understand the spinos that that lasted. Well, like they can't 10 beat years. the dead horse because it's bionic. Well, he, he he had two fake legs, a fake arm, and he had, a, he had an eye. They could focus in on things. We have the technology. We can repair him. If you put that on, dude, that would be great. But we can't we can't see that, can we? I'll do it with my phone. That would be. I mean. The six million dollar man. It's it's very Gen X. I'm beating a dead horse, man. Speaking of that, <laughs> oh, oh. So this is like they brought them in from outer space, right? That's the reason because they're putting that signal out. It's technology. Can you believe that they can do these things with with antennas? <laughs> the amazing thing that antennas can do. It's technology. Dwayne Wade. I like him still getting a fucking career. Tell you what, man, Wade, you know, he's. Can you hear it? Yes. I can hear it. That's gonna work. Is is it the six million dollar man? It's it's intro. It's the intro and outro. So fucking good. So good. So good. We have the technology. We can repair him. It's typing. Yeah. Is it taking that long? <laughs> Come on. This is like... Another, you want me to read what it says? What's it say? Is it... It's literally this is six million dollar man. Is this like the opening episode, or is this? A, is it, I guess. No, this got to be the pilot. Because yeah, I want I want to hear the, uh, the the you know the pre the, the credits, the pre credit. You know when they they intro the show. You know it's exciting. <laughs> it's an exciting moment. Yeah, this is where his ship dies in like an Edwards Air Force Base up in the desert. A man, Steve Austin, a man barely alive. We had the technology. A man barely Honestly, God, hard. this is exciting me as much as our intro music. <laughs> I'm not lying. That's how much I like this. <laughs> the bongo. The bongo. <laughs> it's black exploitation. <laughs> it's like, play the bongos. 
Let's put a little bit of the end music in our in You got to understand. I, I mean, that was like every boy of my era, like my age group, like that was like, that was the show you watched as a kid, man. You know, that was, oh, we have <laughs> this clip log rolling. <laughs> was he out in the wilderness a lot? Oh, yeah. It was, they put him in these weird, goofy scenarios and these situations he would try to solve, you know. But again, when he, when he had to take on Bigfoot and what Bigfoot was, they were actually a race of aliens. They made them space aliens that were Bigfoots because Bigfoot, you have to understand, in the mid 70s, like Bigfoot was authentically thought of as being a real thing. Like it was a genuine urban myth that certain people still <laughs> cling. Uh, listen, Bigfoot doesn't exist. I, I hate to burst your bubble. I think, you know, no, no they would know currently. where they were at. <clears throat> There's no Bigfoot. No, I'm not saying. The, well, first there were of all, Cro-Magnons at one time. Oh, dude, there were. We killed them. The species that people think is Bigfoot, I think, existed. I think people have found the bones and then the fake footage has existed ever since then. Because they have found bones of like, what is it? Gigantopithecus is the. Yeah, some sort of. Yeah, it was like humanoid a nine figure. Foot tall, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's proof that shit like that has existed. And I think that people have. Uh like mimicked it ever since but who knows man i've seen interviews with loggers and shit who are deep in the woods all there the time no but they don't even foot. see shit but they just say like you get creepy vibes in those woods like there's they like some of them said like there's shit in those woods man well i could because i've that. seen documentaries about like wild wilder people yeah that there's like tribes of like forest people <laughs> that like snag people and just club them and like you know that that's again your generation's always so afraid you know when i <laughs> no this no. is a provable fact they live in the, the some dude wrote like nine books about it and it's not even like ghost stories or anything yeah like, yeah yeah he he was hiking and some fucking hiker was telling him this story uh no it was a guy who worked at a camp counselor and it was just some random story like yeah these two people were hiking and uh and the dude turned around to piss and when he turned back around, like his wife was gone, like she didn't fall off a cliff or anything. Yeah. yeah. And she the, got swiped. And the dude was like, oh, that's that's a weird. And he goes, it's not weird. He goes, that shit like that happens in national parks all the fucking time. So this guy went on like a 12 year run and he mapped out this thing and interviewed a bunch of people about like seeing people in like bear skin and shit like wandering through the woods and like dirty motherfuckers yeah yeah and like kids that wandered off and they couldn't find them for hours and when they came back like where were you like oh we were with the other kids playing oh, oh, yeah, yeah and they were like what like what like there's weird shit like that and yeah. it's not even like supernatural like this is logical like yeah 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 but yeah people would find wouldn't they find they they'd everything's been mapped in this country there's no not there's really. no nothing's tamed i mean it's 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 all been tamed I should it's say. been so. mapped in the sense of people have gone over and they've been like oh this is just trees but no one's actually oh, i hit a i hit a drop oh, oh that's okay no one's actually <laughs> gone in and like gone through every tree and weaved every fucking cave that well, well, here's a black hills that, that might be a place where you'd find some see let me I've try gone, and I've find gone to a bunch this, of let me try and find I've been the yellowstone national park i've been to glacier national park I, i've been to all these parks i never saw any of these people ever and i was out in the bush i remember going when i went to glacier national park man i was way up there man i was way up there and we were like above the tree line it was crazy grizzlies were around and shit oh know? i mean statistically you're more likely to fucking have that happen to you yeah yeah exactly. i'm trying to find the name of this book though 
you know, uh, yeah, of like talking, forest people, like a, a, a race of forest people. And it's not even parks. a race. It's, you know? <laughs> it's people that yeah, are just, just people, like, yeah, yeah. It's truly. No, they're not out. even. Yeah. That's why I'm saying that yeah. I believe this because it's not aliens or yeah. anything. It's like people that look normal they're just all like one dude thought it was a bear there was one guy who was hiding because he thought he saw a bear yeah and then when he looked he was like oh that's not just a bear on his hind legs it was like a person with (laughs) a fucking like rug on his back (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, maybe who knows you you don't see i'm just trying to find the name of this book yeah no so yeah because we should also we, we should talk about we're watching a little bit of Rampage, but maybe a little bit of this week in history, in TV history. There's some good, uh, good facts, you know. Sixteen hundred people have disappeared from our from our public lands without a trace. Wow. I mean, most of those people probably fall off cliffs. Over yeah, over what time period? Just ever. Well, you know, I mean, that might make sense though, too. I mean, it's just like those are rugged areas. People are gonna fucking you know they're they're gonna die things are gonna happen you're gonna get injured if if you have parks for 150 years you know but trump was gonna stop that he was privatizing all of it because he didn't want you know he didn't want that to happen he's looking out for us man it's a reason (laughs) another reason why we should like him you know he speaks the truth uh missing 411 that's what the book is called. Oh yeah, no, I, oh yeah, no. I, I think it's a, I've heard of that book. It was supposed to be a documentary. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> He's been trying to self. I think he he even says he gets caught up in like people think it's like alien and Bigfoot shit. Like when he's pitching it to people, he tries reasoning with the, 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 there's the rock. Oh, it's streaming it, on on fucking Hulu. It's on YouTube. We can watch it right now. What's that? The missing four one one thing cool man we want how, how do you do that do you have the youtube app do you have roku i do have roku yeah. i mean it's a, we don't have to it's an hour and 37 minutes yeah, i don't want to watch the whole thing uh we, we, we want to watch dwayne johnson fucking save an albino monkey from fucking <laughs> that he has to like tame to, to, to beat this like uh to beat the uh to, to beat godzilla right is that what has to happen and, and, and like the and we'll do this. This is a, to this a movie uh, based on a video game. What I might based have on the you video find game Rampage. Is My God, go to what I might have you find when we get to it is me and the chimp. That so this week in TV history. Yes, we'll do one a, of our segments. Uh, Nineteen sixty-five. Gene Rottenberry suggests sixteen names for star for a Star Trek captain. They include Kirk. Uh, we have. I thought I had the other. Yeah, I have. Yeah, the you other had a couple. Of, what wasn't it like Grover? Hannibal, Timber, Flag, and Rain Tree. Rain Tree. Rain. That's that's terrible. <laughs> that sounds like a Wes Anderson character. Yeah, yeah. Rain Tree. <laughs> it just. Uh, yeah, it's. It does not. I want to go with. They made the right choice with Kirk. <laughs> it's a. It's quick. A it's Wes quick Anderson movie where everybody talks in the same tone of voice. I want to be with Rain Tree, Dad. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I love Rain Tree. Are you sure you love Rain Tree? Yeah, I'm sure I love Rain Tree. Isn't that movie hilarious? That movie's fucking hilarious. How they just tonally were dead the whole fucking movie. Good and job, just spoke man. Good, tonally. Good, good character. You got something going here. I like it, man. It works. It's a good yeah. character. This is my Wes Rain Anderson. Rain Tree. <laughs> Rain Tree. Yeah, it's, this uh, is my Wes Anderson character where we just talk dead tonally the whole movie. You know. Yeah. Yes, Dad. I know you raped me when we were a child. Don't you remember that? I, I always found him a little bit overrated. 
I like Wes Anderson. I'm I mean, just fucking I, around. I just, I, I just but there are the, after the Royal Tenenbaums, he peaked. Yeah, yeah. That Everybody was high peaked. Watermark. In t- the world peaked in 2002. Yeah, yeah. 9/11 really took a dent out of the world. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. 9/11 <laughs> is, a, is a pivot. Really point. tilted the world yeah, on its and, axis. You know, if you want to think about it, you can say, okay, what an unsuccessful military, you know, military attack. But was it? But was it psychologically in, 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 fucked in everybody the, up in the long run? Was it a bad decision on the, from their point of view? Of course, it's now wrong. everything's all gay. You, you know? can't kill anybody without getting caught on camera. You want to push someone no one off? Cares about you want to? When's pu- that threshold going to be passed? You want to actually start murdering people and we watch it and don't care? You used to be able to push someone off Mulholland Drive just jogging. I mean, but no, you know what I'm saying though. I mean, I mean, don't you think like, I mean, they, yeah, can, I know what you're saying. We need to kill, let's go kill someone tonight. No, no I'm just no, kidding. No, it's it just, when's that going to happen? I mean, we, I mean, we, everything's been passed. You know, every threshold, when you can download tens of thousands of porns, it, it's like, it's all, it's a game changer. Tens you know? of, th- I, let's get <laughs> millions tens of thousands of porns tonight, man. <laughs> that's, that's a millennial guy. Like you used to like, let's go to the forest and get a porn magazine. Now it's like, let's download tens of millions of porns tonight, guys. <laughs> Dude, well, yeah, no, when I was. My mom's going to bed early. When you, when you found like thrown out penthouses when I was like 11, that was like finding a pot of gold or something. I mean, yeah. And you would go back to that pot of gold for weeks on What's end. What's going down on HBO? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's flick to the yeah. live HBO. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we will. Oh, oh, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, let me. Because so, uh, I'm getting into more this week in TV history. I like absolutely. the flow of the second half. Absolutely. 1972, Me and the Chimp, an American TV sitcom, last airs on CBS in the U.S. We'll what find year? that a little later. What year? 1972. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, that's that's too early for me. Again, 76 to 77 is when it started to happen for me. When I started to actually remember things. I'm gonna look up the plot to Me and the Chimp. <clears throat> One season. Uh, Mike Reynolds, Ted Bessel. I don't know who that is. Best known for his role as Donald Hollinger, the boyfriend and eventual fiance of Marlo Thomas's character in That Girl. Oh, That Girl. Yeah. Yeah. He's that, a, that yeah. Girl was a known movie. Wasn't she a robot or Wait, something? No, 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 no. The, the, you're thinking a fembot was the, uh, that, that was the, <laughs> that was the uh, bionic woman's uh, nemesis. It was a fembot. <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was like this mechanical woman Did robot. Did she just talk dead like a Wes Anderson well, and character? Like the, rip, the big dramatic thing with the reveal was ripping her face off and it was like revealed all the the, the lights <laughs> and the Jacob's no, ladder. No, go live. Do you not have live HBO anymore? Uh, no, I, I, it, it's got to here. Just chill out, man. Oh, does it got a live TV function if you have it? Here, I have to. Here. It's no, this is what it is. Oh, you just pay for HBO Go? Yeah. Or yeah. HBO Max? Yeah, exactly. So. Oh, I thought you like had it in your cable package. No, 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 not at all. I just pay for this. Yeah, I, 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 I don't have it running all the time. I just, I but here's it. where you could sneak a loophole, Crow. Yeah. If you added it to your cable package, <clears throat> you would get this for free because it's $14 a month to yeah. pay for HBO. I, I'm actually getting rid of cable. I'm getting rid of it. I, I just, I, I, don't, I don't like it. I, I just, I can watch stuff like this. You know what I mean? Like I, I can come out here and I can find plenty of shit that will entertain me. You know? Dude, that fucking Angelina Jolie fire murder yeah. movie is good. Really? Is it good? Good, 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 good drama? Seriously. It's about, <laughs> you've uh, started, uh, really? Is it good? No, I mean, you really. faggot? Yeah, yeah, is yeah it good? exactly. Yeah, you little shit. I felt bad. I wasn't going to put you down. I just, it came out that way. You know what I mean? That's why I was is like, it good? Yeah, was it, did, did you like your mommy tell you it was good? <laughs> 
Crocious, come watch this movie with me. You afraid? What's going to happen? Crocious, come watch this movie with me. Yeah, I love I, that your uh, mom called you Crocious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, my mom. Yeah, that was a fucking crazy. That guy. Um, oh, God, Gal Gadot is so, so good looking. Yeah. She is very good looking. So she plays a lady who there she's like a sky watcher she she sits in the towers and watches for forest fires oh, okay okay she's like a, a forest firefighter <laughs> oh yeah we're gonna watch point break yeah that's what we're gonna uh, <laughs> and she's like tripping because she like fought a mad crazy a mad crazy forest fire there was this huge forest fire yeah and it psychologically damaged her because she let people die because she's terrible at her job because she's a woman uh so that's her backstory. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's her chilling up in the towers at the same time. Fucking Lord Baelish from Game of Thrones. Uh, you know who I'm talking yeah. about. If yeah. You I'm saw listening, him. I'm listening. Yeah. Yeah. I'm listening. Do you know who that is? I, I don't know. I don't know. You in know. My head, oh, know. he's Carcetti from The Wire. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mayor yeah. Carcetti. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's this fucking cold-blooded assassin who is chasing after it's like two stories that converge so you have angelina jolie and her fucking traumatic forest firefighting yeah and then you have this father and this son and the dad is a micro he's a forensic uh accountant oh he's uncovered some mob shit oh and the good thing about the movie is you never find out what he knows you just know that carcetti's after him yeah and what i think is funny is Carcetti's character talks to Tyler Perry at some point. Tyler Perry's in the movie. Yeah. So you're led to believe that the information the accountant has is that Tyler Perry is in the mafia. <laughs> That's hilarious. So then, so this dude, so Lord Baelish slash Carcetti is chasing this father and he shoots the car. The car fucking rolls down the mountainside and the kid survives and finds Angelina Jolie. Oh, so then it's like Angelina Jolie now has, has to, to fucking kind of protect this kid. Oh and, yeah, yeah, and all sorts of fights ensue. It's great. So, so, so it's you know decent. I mean, it's you know it's it's not great, but it was. It's, good. it's an abs- a bit of an absurd. Like she's she's a forest ranger. My God, well, she's not been a for, ranger. You know. They call him. I forget what they said early on. She's like a a, a sky a sky smoker or some bullshit like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, put it in that context. You know, this movie, this like. This color yeah, palette dude. Was, was this very... after Bill and Ted? Oh yeah, absolutely. Did he do one more Bill and Ted after this? Oh yeah, he did. Uh, the same year it came out, uh, the Bill and Ted's Bogus Life Journey uh, in '91. This came out in '91 too. Uh, this is when Reeves was starting to really make the leap, man. He was really making just the leap. so I don't get hit. Can you turn the sound down? Oh sure, man, sure. Just because we're watching, this is not commercial television. <laughs> it is. We are not in public domain right now. <laughs> True. But yeah, it, it, Reeves was definitely like he was making the leap. He was like it was a post Rivers Edge. It, it, it was like after Parenthood. He had, a, he had a, 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 a small role in that. He was in Dangerous Liaisons, which I watched a couple weeks ago. I hadn't seen Dangerous Liaisons. Sounds like <laughs> so, a early late nineties USA television show. No, no, it, it was silk a late, stockings. It, it was a late eighties, uh, you know. Uh, Period piece. John Malkovich, Ooh. Glenn Close, and, and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. At its time, deemed a very sophisticated drama. It's okay. It's it's a bit too wordy. 
but it's uh you know it, it's it's decent glenn close is actually really that's crocious's new term glenn for close. gay it's <laughs> a little close wordy a lot of wordy guys in this room <laughs> yeah what am, what am i saying i know yeah i'm becoming pretentious when i say that thank you <laughs> <laughs> I got to be kept, kept them out. What have I done? Nothing. I've had minor successes. You know, and I'm about ready to get my fey. heart ripped out, which is fine. It's I like okay when pe- I like when people call shit Faye. Oh yeah. You know, it's Catherine the- Bigelow directed this. Who won the Oscar? Yeah, for, she's uh, fucking James Cameron's wife. You know, who yeah. apparently is the worst. Catherine Bigelow is James Cameron. Oh, it's supposed to be a ba- yeah, yeah. So she's like a bad guy. Yeah, he calls people like he made fucking uh, Linda Hamilton fucking do like military workouts to be fucking uh old terminator bitch <laughs> that terminator bitch god the weird like the power of the director i'll make the actor they'll we still be gotta putty go, in my go hands. over the premise of me and the chimp yeah 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 what is this yeah what was so me and the chimp? ted bessel is a dentist who lives with his wife anita gillette who i don't know who that is she is notable for her extensive broadway credits her many appearances oh, so she's just some random broad uh, two children, Scott Colden and Cammie Coulter. Oh, she's all fucking roughed up now. The chimp named Buttons, a washout from the space program, then unknown to Mike and his family until an old army sergeant visits. Uh, <clears throat> what is a sar- sergeant? Have oh, a so they're saying so at, at first they just have a monkey and then later on in the show, I think they reveal that he came from the space program. <laughs> Episodes revolve around Buttons' doings and undoings, such as extending the line Mike drew on a map to mark their driving route onward to a ghost town, and stealing an alarm clock, which gets Mike arrested for public indecency in his pajamas. <laughs> it's a Gary Marshall show, show. How long was it run for? How long did it run? How many years? Thirteen episodes. Oh, at a one, at a one year run. Yeah. Ooh. Well, no wonder that. that Here we I mean, go. Seriously, seriously. Uh, honestly, Keith, when you hear this. Do you think my idea, just my idea, my, my show should sell, right? Yeah. <laughs> when I hear that, Here, I mean, episode by episode, Mike's life as a dentist becomes more complicated when his daughter brings home a chimp named Buttons. Mike fights a losing battle trying to convince his wife and children they can't keep Buttons. The effort to, of Mike to train Buttons to ring a bell when a stranger enters the house backfires. And this is 70s, so this is just a monkey. Like, no CGI. This is a monkey that was ripping the actor's Absolutely. faces off. Absolutely. And flinging its own poo So around. you have to work in things of like, what can the fucking monkey do? Well, it rings a bell. Well, it, it rings a bell when it's got a shit. <laughs> some of the, again, some of the production was thrown against the wall back then. And because it was the only thing out there, like if you would hit a show back then, it was huge. Like if, if you had a popular show in the 70s, oh my God, you were as big as any movie star. You know, I mean, you were known, you know, it's hilarious. This is, ooh, this is a cutting edge idea. I think of this movie like true romance have a comparable palette. Last episode, Liz's allergy. While Mike is out of town at the dentist convention, of course, the dentist convention. Yeah. Uh, Liz develops an allergy that appears to be connected to the presence of buttons. <laughs> The fact that they have to fit in. Yeah, that's called AIDS. This is the movie. Take an episode off. It just they don't say buttons. It just becomes the movie Outbreak. They all get AIDS or whatever the fuck. It's just it's so again. It all revolves around this like 
I'm telling you something. You're going to run out of ideas. Episode 11 is when they find out. Buttons and only buttons. In episode 11, the Reynolds family learned that buttons was once part of the U.S. space program ad. The government retains ownership. So goofy. Uh, Mike is determined to fight to keep their beloved chimpanzee. So by episode 11, he loves buttons. He's fighting the U.S. government for buttons. Three episodes. First three episodes is him trying to convince his family that buttons is an asshole. By episode 11, he is warring with the United States government. (laughs) I mean... Ooh, the president's mask. Yeah, exactly. It's like a rap album, man. Uh, I don't know how much sound we can have, because we're like, this is... Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I think Tom Sizemore is in this one. Tom Sizemore... Pre-heroin Sizemore. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, this is early Sizemore. 1990 we have returned to green acres do you remember to return to green acres uh uh no i was 21 years Fucking old I was unearthing I was getting my heart ripped out <laughs> by jim westfall you always say that like there was at no point could you have flicked on a television i was too busy getting my heart ripped out by that whore bitch oh well, she's not a whore she's, come on, <laughs> she's, she's just not, a bitch she's not even a bitch she's she's just smart <laughs> oh that's such a fucking that's so gen x misogynistic of you what does smart mean what's you know, the subtax no she she was she was, sm- she was smarter than me she she was smart to not i i was not, i was uh off the walls with anxiety at that age at that point in my life i was 21 years old your brain is pretty intense at that age 1995 braveheart comes out where were you when fucking Braveheart you know, came so out? I was doing stand-up. I actually didn't see that. and I didn't see it for several years. Dude, I was thinking about this. When I saw Braveheart, I blew my mind that it was like an Academy Award movie. Like, it was a fine movie. A lot of those 90s Academy Award winners, like The English Patient. Ooh, that's too long. And like fucking. Too long. Uh, uh, Braveheart's a good movie. Fucking. Braveheart's a good movie. Cider House Rules. I I never saw it in the theater. But to my child eyes. I saw it like eight years after it was out. To my child eyes, those movies just, they were like, these are good, but like, why are are everybody creaming their jeans over Braveheart? Yeah. (laughs) I thought Braveheart to me, I thought was like a mythological movie. It is uh, Braveheart's a solid movie. Also, is it there's good plot lines in it? Isn't his name like Roy Jenkins in Braveheart? Doesn't he have a really modern name? uh, uh, Wallace, William Wallace. It's William Wallace. I know it's real. Yeah, but but, yeah, yeah. yeah. But 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 no. But the but I love that it takes place back in the day, and his name is William Wallace. Well, you know, whatever. That that that, that was a formal name. It was a Scottish formal name. It's 1592. My name's Floyd Jenkins. (laughs) Exactly. It's 1314. It was literally the year. I think it was literally the year 1314. His name is Bill Wallace. That's what it was. You know, I mean, he was just a red Liam. It was Liam. It was Liam Wallace, probably. You know, I'm telling you. That movie's got, there's some good plot lines in that. Braveheart's a good movie. It's a solid movie. But I didn't see it in the theater. I didn't see it until like 10 years later, eight years later. And and initially, it didn't turn me on because I didn't like Mel Gibson that much. So I was like, I'm not going to see this. Oh, fighting for freedom and all this bullshit. And that that was also on the tales of like the Robert Bly men's movement shit, you know? And I was like, oh, this is dumb. Oh, is that Busey before all his like rambling shit? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Buddy Holly Busey? He, yeah, he actually, this is him making a comeback. There's no rain. Right? 
Gen X, man, we got a voice too, you know? Like, hey, you know, you can you can't just <laughs> You with your thin gay ties. I mean <laughs> he is <laughs> Oh, he's getting roughed up. I'll push you off this mountain. <laughs> His teeth are so goddamn big. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I love just a, watching him yell. I know it's hilarious. It doesn't even have to be about anything. That is that is a like the cliche nineties male yell. Yeah, that's how I would act now. With a male yell, <laughs> she was gay, gay. Yeah, these were deemed. Like, these these were deemed like kind of somewhat. You know, some even I saw through these movies at that age. Even I was twenty two years old, Keith. And I, I didn't. Well, you know what I didn't like about it is that I knew like Reeves was like a heartthrob. You were never gonna have teeth like Gary Busey. And I, and I knew Reeves was like a, you know I, I was never gonna get the attention of of Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I knew I didn't live up to the Keanu Reeves standard. You want to go know? see Dog Star? Yeah, yeah. You, obviously, I've told the story about my roommate. My roommate, in, uh, fr- when I lived in Wicker Park, she wanted. She like, oh, can you give me a ride over to? Well, Park they were West? playing at like Stanley's Tavern or whatever. No, 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 near Stanley's Tavern, they were actually playing at uh, Park West. She was like, yeah, and, and we were driving over there, and I noticed it was like all these women. I was like, well, they're, they're dressed to the nines. They look kind of good, like mid nineties hot. These women got their hair permed, you know, and they're like exposed midriff, mid nineties look, you know, like ooh, hair yeah. all bobbed up. And, and I was like, I was pretty into it. You Remember know? the bob. And then as we got closer, she's like, oh, yeah, Keanu Reeves is in this band. I was like, oh, my God. They're all just going to see him. It was like 80% women. And that level of female attention would just, you know, that's what I aspired to, which fell woefully short. So Busey and him are robbers both, right? No, 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 no. They're, 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 the, young, they're the young cop and the experienced cop. They're gonna we're gonna break this this band of Who bank are robbers. The, who's the band of bank robbers? It's led by Patrick Swayze and Flea. You know, is that I'm an like, ass? Yeah, is yeah, that yeah, a male yeah, exactly. ass? That's how that one scene ended. That's how the scene ended before was was when when they robbed the bank. They leave and they do a moon and it says "fuck you" on his ass cheeks. Let's that's, do a that's moon, the exclamation dude. point <laughs> to the scene. That ends with that. That's how it ends. <laughs> Let's do a moon. It's hilarious. All right, let's plow through more. It's just these ideas are so... This week in TV history. Yeah, 1971, absolutely. vampire rapist Wayne Bodden's last victim found in Calgary. God. I only put this up because I like the term vampire rapist. That sounds like some yeah. fan fiction right there. Exactly. Oh, that kid was in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Wow. You're my moon goddess. He called his girlfriend his moon goddess in that movie. He was like what some a little- California producer kid. Whatever happened to him? He oh, is now knows? he is now living in Skid Row. Oh, he's on heroin for sure. <laughs> yeah. He probably lives in MacArthur Park, right by my house. What is that, Santa Monica, dude? People is that like the, the pair? They like the drugs out here, man. <laughs> yeah, it's meth. <laughs> yeah. It's a big meth problem out here. I had a woman today. She was talking like she's on the phone. And I was eavesdropping, and she was like, "Yeah, Tess. she was like Tess overdosed on a uh, on fentanyl." Tess. Yeah, that was her name. Okay, so yeah, what else? I don't remember that show. Let's go to, go to other ones. 1974 novelty song, The Streak by Ray Stevens. I have it's number one. Distinct memories of that song. Distinct memories. That's why they call it The Streak. Woo! They, they, they had a slide whistle on that. That's why they call it The Streak. Woo! And, and, and that, was, that was the phase. 74 was a big streaking year. Like streaking was huge on college. Oh, it campuses. was about like nude streaking. That's oh what the yeah, song yeah, sporting events and shit. It's you know there'd be baseball games and shit where women would streak across the field. 
have to like cut away. I'm like, I'm gonna run around naked in front of everyone. It was such a weird. Can you imagine boom. big? You see that you didn't have to censor anything because you got that big '80s carpet. Oh, yeah, it was, it was '70s there. carpet. Right? '74 was no people didn't streak in the '80s. Uh, streaking was like a, was like for a couple years, like '73 to '75. Streaking was huge. I remember hearing about it. But crow that muff. There no, was I'm something. Just about- what if I just brought it back to that every time crow? But that that fucking. Yeah, I remember it. I remember the bush. Eve's garden down there. Trust me, my early experiences remember the bush well. That old school Olive Garden. You know, God, just a basket of endless breadsticks down there. <laughs> a tisket, a tasket. When so. you get in that plumage. Yeah, this is where he's trying to like, they figure it's a couple of surfers, so they're going to do some intel, like, in, you know, various areas where people surf, you know, and so, you know, his, you know what his character's name is? You know what his character's name is? Johnny Montana or no, no, something it's, it's, like it's, that? It's, it's, it's uh, Johnny Utah. Instead of yeah. Joe Montana, it's Johnny Utah. He, he's a Heisman Trophy Award winning quarterback who goes undercover. <laughs> And and then like they get discovered in a, in a well he also kills it game. at surfing apparently no no he's terrible at surfing so like, these guys are like you know oh they're hey, teaching him to surf because no, he has to no 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 he, you see well, what he's doing is he's trying he's trying to find they think it's surfers that are doing these bank robberies so he's going to various surfing areas just to infiltrate it but he can't surf very well then he strikes up kind of a romance with this she's woman she's in the movie Free Willy that's fucking Tank Girl dude. oh and she and she was also in uh she was in a League of Their Own yeah she, she's Gina Davis's she's sister. You know, yeah. So, yeah, she's probably also on meth now. They're oh, all man. on meth, dude. Man. It takes them all. The Ooh. wicked hand of the methylamphetamine. Oh, aren't you glad you don't have that? <clears throat> well, yeah, I'd like to sell it. It's got, you know, it's you got a good a profit margin. Yeah, sure. You go buy a book of matches. You make yourself a fucking man. enough meth to fill your fucking earthquake survival kit That's over there. Crazy man. That's crazy. Yeah, he gets punched her, I think. Or yeah, I remember this is like, whoa, she's. That's like very early nineties, like hot. Right there, they kind of exposed shoulder, and like there's yeah, there's man. still some hints of the '80s in that color scheme. You want to smell the nape of her neck, <laughs> but it's not the. I, <laughs> I remember, no, I remember just being like, "Whoa, man!" Like, oh, this is hey, she's, you know, you know. I actually did not like these movies back then. I thought they were kind of stupid. Actually, I was very cynical, man. I was figuring it out. Well, you were too busy getting your heart ripped out. No, no, no. This year, I was starting to get laid consistently. Yeah. yeah fuck Are you gonna yeah. refill? Can you get me some too? Sure, absolutely. He's gonna bring it over here. Uh, we got more. This this history is actually a big, big bit of TV history. 1980, Mount St. Helens erupts, and I think that's one of the first things where like we could cover this whole thing. Was that like one of the first 24 hour? No, no, man. Well, Don't pour it on my phone. I, I didn't have I didn't have cable. That I mean, the cable was really sort of a luxury at that time. Didn't have it yet. Just a little bit shot there, man. Yeah, man. Just so you know, we're about at the. I would. I think no, we're not at two hours yet. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're getting there. But yeah, we 
we are watching a little bit of uh, of Point Break, and, and we were this week in history TV. So what else in TV? Oh yeah, Mount St. Helens. I remember that being a uh, a, a big news story. Absolutely. Uh, you well, because was it. it the prep? Like, they, how long did you know it was going to erupt, or did it happen like shockingly? You know, no, no. I mean, there was some talk about it on the national it was news. Active. But again, I didn't have cable, so like that was the very beginnings of twenty-four hour. I think CNN might have been on the air for a year at that. So, point, what was your you know? big TV watching in nineteen eighty? Oh, uh, who shot Jr. The, the, so you're Dallas, in Dallas watching yeah. Dallas, and then of course watching football, of course. But Dallas, well, what did the Vikings the, the, do in '80? Uh, they 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 won the division. Uh, that was actually uh, that's they, always a weird '70s like '80s record. They were s- fucking. They were nine and four seven. and six. They were nine and seven, but won the division. They started out terrible. They weren't good, and I was really bummed out. And then they had the second half of the season. They went six and two in the second half. I remember they they lost to Detroit early in the season. She's that got year. the almost Sinead there, huh? Yeah, they, they, they lost to Detroit when Detroit was four and zero. Sorry, the season that year four and zero, and they played the Queen song. Another one bites the dust. That was the song they had for the Detroit Lions of the early eighties. And Billy Sims ran all all the great running backs that time ran over the Viking defense. Earl Campbell <laughs> made a career off of running over the Vikings defense. Walter Payton made a career over running over the Vikings defense then. Every good running back. Tony Dorsett had the 99-yard run against the Viking defense. They could never stop the run back then when I was a kid. When I look back on it, it was like, what they gave up. Billy Sims, I remember, and as much as I hated Walter Payton, in that same basement, three years later, I wasn't as apoplectic, but I was still like, I don't like Billy Sims. I really hate Billy Sims a lot. And I crossed his name out. We had this NFL, 1980 NFL stat book. You know, and I was like, yeah, they had the draft and all their stats. I mean, going through that, and I, 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 I found every reference to Billy Sims, and I, I drew a line through it. Like that's how much I couldn't stand Billy Sims too. Oh, working no him. play makes Billy Sims die. I don't like Billy Sims. That, that, that it manifests itself. But yeah, you were too busy getting your heart ripped up so by Billy was Sims. The Vikings. They came back. They <clears> lost <throat> the Eagles in the playoffs that year, but actually gave the Eagles a good. And the Eagles lost to the Raiders in the Super Bowl. <laughs> they gave the Eagles a good game. 1933, first Major League All-Star game. My grandpa went to that. Wow. Man. At Comiskey Pack. Oh, Comiskey Ball Pack. That's amazing. Yeah. Hey, he rem- I mean, he talked, oh, I saw Babe Ruth. Oh, yeah, he saw Babe Ruth hit a home run. That's amazing. Nine years old, just fresh off the Depression. Jeez. Oh, no, no, no. It was no. during. No, the Depression was at its absolute trough. 33 <laughs> was, I think that's part of the reason they probably did it. Yeah. Oh, we got to entertain the people here. Hey, they like baseball. You know, it, it just, that was 33 was like Hitler became prime minister. That was minister. when the grapes were rathing. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that was truly like a bad, you know. It was a rough time period. Uh, yeah. 1982, Tigers outfielder Larry Herndon is 14th to hit four consecutive home runs. I said this before. Why is it always the guy? Mark Witten, Tuffy Rhodes. It's these weird, mediocre players that for some reason hit four home runs in a row. It, it, it's in a row. It's not Mike Trout. It's not Albert Pujols. It's it's not Reggie Jackson. If you want to go old school, Eddie Murray. It's not. It's none of that. You know, it's not even Barry Bonds. It's Uh-oh. these weird, obscure players. Nineteen eighty-five of You to Kill, the, the last, last Roger, Roger Moore, Moore premieres in San Francisco. God, I, I remember. I remember seeing that in the theater. 
I, I, did I you like I saw it? that in the theater. Were you a Roger Moore guy? Yeah, well, that, that's the first Bond that I remember is Roger Moore. Absolutely. So you were like you old fogies in your fucking oh, Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. I was like, uh, but I, I remember actually having a certain appreciation for. I remember I had like an English teacher was like Sean Connery's a better, better James Bond. Nineteen ninety, last um, episode of Newhart. Well, yeah, well, it was all fantasy when he woke dream. up. Yeah, yeah. nineteen ninety nine, Susan Lucci finally wins a daytime Emmy fucking that's a name burnt into my head but she's so insignificant to me yeah susan lucci. susan lucci she was you know she reminds if they did a biopic of nancy pelosi susan lucci would play her i think yeah you know i think she'd be well cast. jennifer jason lee no jennifer jason lee was she's good she's actually a good actress. that's what i'm saying she could be pelosi get a set of big old titties on her <laughs> God. they wanted to fuck 175 we got the, 175 republicans didn't vote for the uh, commission they didn't vote for the commission. 35 Republicans did vote for it. 175. Is it not going to pass? Well, no. Is it not going to pass? No, it, it, it is. We have, it probably isn't going to happen because the Senate has to approve it, too. And it's probably not going to happen. Mr. McConnell, my black hands are not going to do He's this such a bad human being. He's such a bad human being. I he really is. don't like him. He's, he's an awful person. You know, he's... Ugh. He's just gross. Also, another big news: AT and T had to sell Warner Media to fucking Discovery. What year? This is this is not this is news. This is we're done with TV oh, oh, history. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, it was this year. It was two thousand twenty-one. Yeah, yeah, it was yesterday. Exactly, or the other day. So, so what is because AT and T bought Warner Media? It was like their big conglomerate Jesus swoop. Christ. And now they had to sell it to Discovery for like thirty-four million. And now, and but they said this move is solely to compete with Disney Plus because now they have like a they can compete with the size of Disney Plus. God, it's just all turning into it's like conglomerate war out there. It's the new water world. You know, it's always been that way, dude. It always really has. It really has. But it's even more so. It's like there's basically five companies. <laughs> it is. It's, it's getting matrixy, man. You see, they have a pickup football game here. You know, they're gonna just go be beach guys and play just game and sand football, man. That's what we're gonna do. You know, and Johnny Utah is gonna Who play. Who the fuck? Look at this story. Michael Douglas would choose John Krasinski to play him in a biopic. Who the what? fuck is making a Michael Douglas biopic? God, move! Uh, we're gonna make a movie about how you got pussy. How about you got throat pussy cancer? Yeah, yeah. It was always again. Dwayne County had a great joke. Where it's every movie of Michael Douglas because of Fatal Attraction. He was just being. He was always being humiliated or being being subjugated or you know being. Uh, he's always some victimized. He was also, always being victimized. Crow, if Let you me were go be victimized some more. Yeah. If you were worried at all that the new Dexter was going to be bad, don't worry. It's going to be darker than the original. Oh, man. Oh, oh, I'm just bated breath. He's going to fuck the corpses now after he kills them. How do you get more darker than murder? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Here we go, man. They're playing their pickup football game. You know. Do they do any cool hand slaps? Is this gay? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, this is. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm going to swing my hair, dude. There you go. There he oh, is. He's Johnny Utah. Does he really he's fucking... He's burning it up, man. Oh, he probably fucking throws down out there. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. There we go, man. Playing some gene football. Yeah. Oh, is he playing with Swayze? Yeah, Swayze's on the opposing team. Look at him rock down. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> this is Ten when... Hut. You see, this is when it's discovered who he is. And, yeah, and then the broad scores. They do that. Oh, they find out he's a cop? 
No, 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 no. They don't. They, oh, they, eventually they do. Oh, they know he's Johnny. He's going Utah. undercover. He's going undercover, man. He wants to be part of the team, and you know, Heist Banks, man. And he's 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 going doing intel right now, man. Yeah, yeah, man. He's, <laughs> there we go, Swayze, showing him who Top Dog is. <laughs> God, Swayze was still doing roles like this. It's crazy. The Swayze. That was it for news and history, though. We're kind yep. of flying by the seat now. Yep. We're at two. I mean, we're at a total two seventeen record time, but we took a thirty minute break. So let me know when you're easing out or when sure, you're getting. Sure. You good to go still? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. All right. You know. Yeah. Here he tackles him right in the ocean. There you go. I got you, man. I ran you down because I'm like a good athlete. Unlike these other people, I know what I'm doing. But yeah. Whoa, man! You shouldn't have done. Why that. are they like half biker pirates? <laughs> it's 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 just that was the look, man. There it was. They were like Malibu tough guys. Look at this fucking guy. He washes his hair. <laughs> yeah, no, this you was wash the look, your hair. Man. Seriously, this there, there was like this. Uh, you know, this was Cobain was in. This is ninety one, dude. When this came oh, out, oh, Nevermind was just fresh in the minds. Well, I know it, it came out right. Nevermind came out right. Do you after know this. what heroin is, Johnny? <laughs> we're about to go do heroin. Yeah, when I lived here, my, my I think I told you my first first time in, Cal- in L.A. from ninety five to ninety seven was the closest I ever got to a heroin scene. I, I had four friends who were shoot, who were junkies that I was actually in my circle of friends, which was like you know I don't know. Then you know something you end up doing it, you know? Because <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah, something you're gonna do for and this I don't is Crozier is gonna talk about how he was in a cult on heroin. No, you know? no, I, I, I never. But I, I, I would love how you have these missing pieces of life. <laughs> Crocious, what are you doing outside all day? <laughs> That's your mom. Crocious, I don't know. Just Crocious, sucking dick for my ready. heroin addiction. <laughs> what, mom? Yeah, just blowing dudes. <laughs> You know, God. okay, Crocious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's hilarious. <laughs> I also like the bit I came up with in the lift over here of the post game. So for to set this up for the people, whenever like a sports game is about to end, they'll cut to the preview of the post game. You know, we're going to go over our keys to the game here. I'm going to hit the big graph. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be joined by Kenny Lofton and Eric Karros. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, here's the point. Yeah, Eric Karros. Does he have a good, does he have a, does he have a career? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, he's a fucking L.A. athlete. It's going to be fucking. The A's tried squeezing a year out of him. Yeah. Fucking uh, Todd Hollingsworth and fucking uh, yeah, yeah, maybe Mike Piazza might and be in fucking there. who's the fucking Lloyd Raul McClendon? No fucking no. <laughs> no. Who's the fucking dude? He played for the Phillies. Fucking uh, Lenny Dykstra. No black no. guy. Oh oh, Doug Glanville. Doug Glanville. Oh. Doug Glanville does post game. Oh yeah, he's pretty square. He's square. <laughs> Doug Glanville okay. and Todd Hollingsworth. But I this liked- tech, like this was like this was like my God. These graphics are so strong. Sorry about that. But, but I like the idea of that same kind, like hyping up the post game, but with a husband trying to talk about how he's finally going to make his wife come. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go in. You got to go in. As we know, intimacy's been on a down for this team. You got to go in. Kind eyes, hugs. Stroke the back of the head. Also, three keys to the game. Intimacy, eye contact, and just a will to win. <laughs> I just think it would be helpful to pull up. We're going to go to the graph. Here's the <laughs> void in our marriage. I'm going to put in a bunch of dead gestures to try and fill this hole. Maybe a couple trades in the offseason. 
Hopefully, Dead I'll f- gestures. I like that. That's good. Maybe by the trade deadline, we'll find the clit. Closed beach. Look at the nuke plant right by the beach, exactly, dude. Man. That's the, yeah, not the, real at all. You know, no, 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 no. This is like this is down like near Huntington Beach. It, it's a little rougher on the edges down there, man. You sucking your dicks, kids. Oh, that that guy was like a yeah. He was a yeah, you see see he went to get their hair because like they found hair at one of the sites, you know, where the bank robbery happened. And with their technology, they can see the hair and like their DNA and their hair matches, man. You could, oh, no, you know what it is? They figure out the chemicals. So they, they they figure out where they're surfing based on the chemicals they find in the hair at the crime scene. Gaze did this. So they did yeah they. <laughs> These San Francisco Mo's. Yeah, this. <laughs> They're coming I thought down about here. that, dude. All the phrases I had for gay men when I was like in my twenties. I'm cherry twister, weird fucking I shit. Turd pillow biter, rump burglar. ranger, butt pirate, ass bandit, a homo, a fag was a big one. I, mean, I love we're just devolving it's to just like, like it's so bad. Look, when I look back, cretin. I'm so glad that I that I have matured out of my homophobia man you got a you know? it's like the goddamn library of congress over here you got the Mueller report oh absolutely man and I, I, i'm a dove. learned man if you don't know that i'm a i have a co- <laughs> have extensive collection a of books giant ass bread. minnesota viking book that you can eat breakfast on absolutely it's a history of the minnesota vikings <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just it's you know a different I, mirror everybody has a different mirror isn't that about religion i don't know maybe who knows Maybe it was. Maybe how it many was. of these books have you read? Oh, uh, probably pure baseball. You've definitely read. I've read probably seventy five percent. Men at Work by George Will. I didn't read that. <laughs> this is a good book. This is an uh, Humboldt's gift is a total homage to Chicago. Isn't that the Lonesome it's, Dove guy? No, no, it's Saul Bellow. He was I think he's a professor at the University of Chicago. He won like the Pulitzer and stuff. Globalist. This is a fucking, well, <laughs> the name is Saul Bellow. He, <laughs> he ain't taking communion that way, you know. He's not, you know. But again, it, it's a total ode to Chicago, like the body. It, it's just a great raucous book. I liked it. I like this book a lot. It, it, it's really again, it's an ode to the city of Chicago, and it's it's rough underbelly, you know. Ooh, they're fighting in the water. Exactly. How fucking Listen, daring! Man, do, what a this daring is our scene. Area. Well, you can tell a woman made this movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she doesn't know how to fight. Oh, he's going to get knifed? Well, no, he just he cuts his board off of him. So he has to go after his board. Because it's bad form, man. This is my area. You know what I mean? And like, don't take my well, yeah, wave, fucking, okay? Uh, what I'm they a call real it? aggressive asshole California fuck. Yeah. I'm a perfect right-wing provocateur. Yeah, I'm going to work in the Nixon White House. You know, yeah, with Carl Rove and Roger Stone. We're going to be provocateurs. He's fucking valling up the scene, dude. <laughs> Throw rocks at the vowels. Well, yeah, well, this is this is where Anthony Kiedis gets involved, like from from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, is he know? in? This, isn't Flea in this too? Uh, I think the two of them might be. I think Anthony Kiedis is for sure because this this is where they have a conflict and Point Break, a point by point, <laughs> frame by frame explanation of Point Break. Again, he's a cop trying to go undercover to find out where these bank robbing surfers are. So he pissed. You know off they the remade surfer. this movie. Oh, I know it's. Uh, CJ's got a hilarious joke about it where he talks about, <laughs> like he said, he saw the preview for it, you know, for the for the remake. And, and, and when it was over, some guy was like, they better not mess that up. You know, he's like, mess up point break. Like, how can you mess? You know, like, like, it was a classic. Here he is. There he is. There's Anthony Kiedis, man, doing his thing, man. There you go. Looking like fucking. Uh, there we go. Yeah, bro. I'm a prick. 
I'm a California prick. Anthony Kiedis looks like Dances with Wolves. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, that hairstyle. You know, I watched that movie in kindergarten. Really, Dances with Wolves, it, it, and they it, we had to get like signatures because they showed male ass because he's naked because he's a savage in it. Yep. When we were learning about Native Americans, we watched Dances with Wolves. God, because it's such a realistic portrayal of Native Americans. Yeah. You know, <laughs> to have a white Italian play a fucking Native American. <laughs> what, what, what was that? Uh, I'm an Indian. No, 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 no. It was all Native American actors, I think. No, it was oh, fucking. Yeah, uh, oh, he's he's a it badass. It was uh, oh. fucking. My left foot played the Indian. No, that, that's Last of the Mohicans. Yeah, Last of the Mohicans. Yeah, yeah, yeah Last of the Mohicans. That, that's not Dances with Wolves. Is Costner? Yeah, Dances with Wolves is okay. It's long. And they basically, uh, when I see, uh, what was the movie that, what was it called, Pandora? What was the name of that movie that, uh, that uh, what's-his-face did, that, that Cameron did, the man of the hour we were talking about? But, but the, the, oh, fucking. Uh, you know, in 09. In it's basically Dances yeah, with Avatar. Wolves. Yeah, Avatar. Yeah, Avatar is just Dances with Wolves in space. It's all it is. It's the same exact plot line, you know. He gets taken over and he, he likes, you know, it's, you know it's, it's crazy. You know, it's, it's But Last of the taken. Mohicans, yeah. It was fucking. Yeah, yeah, that, that was Daniel Day Lewis. Listen, you know, it's not cool when you do stuff like that, man. Yeah, well, you know, you should. Oh, yeah, man. Ketis, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this is where Swayze gets his back because he's like, you know, trying to like. What are you going to do? You're withdrawing from heroin. <laughs> look look, oh, look yeah. at him running and he's like, I think I still and own the clothing Zumba like pants. that. You know? <laughs> and his giant ass Zumbies. See, Swayze's a badass. He knows what he's doing, too. Even though he smokes three packs a day, he was a heavy smoker. Swayze was. Swayze dog. Because again, this was like, this again, this has a, a roadhouse thing to it too. He plays a, he's a tough guy. Every you know? Swayze movie has a roadhouse <laughs> thing to it. It's fucking Swayze. Do you actually like this movie? No, I don't actually. <laughs> I don't like it at all. I really don't. But it's because it's so bad. Yeah. You listen. <laughs> so we're at a 227. What do you want to do here? Tell you what, man. I think I'm winding down a All bit. All right. You know, but man, we we put it once again. We put a show together. <laughs> yeah. We did, I mean, you know, we, 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 we have we our This Week in History. We we did our, I like our first round picks, the Bears and the Vikings. And you have to admit, the last seven or eight years, Vikings have had some pretty bad. It's been bad, but you guys got a lot of. They had a stretch there for a little while that was a good, you know, but it's not, you know, I, I just, when you say you're going to build, you're going to build through the draft, you know, it's like, then you have to build through the draft and you're not building through the draft. GM. And therefore you're, you're not executing your game plan. I, I just, I don't know. I, I honestly expect them to be good. House, you know. They might clean house this year because they, they just got to blow it up because it's just, it's just been like. Spielman, everyone loves that put guy. Together, they can't put together back-to-back -back good years. It's a good year, bad year, good year, bad So this is the year when they should have a good year. And I just, I don't know. I, I expect them to be better. I do expect them to be better. You know, so I think, I think it'll probably happen. But if it doesn't happen, then it's like, okay, there's got to be a change because you're not cutting it. Well, know? I'll tell you what ain't going to change is this show. We'll see you next week. Uh, KeithPazel.com. Uh, ooh, the burp there. This is Keith Pazel on YouTube. <laughs> 
Keith Pazel all across social media to follow me and the show. I've been throwing out a couple zingers lately. I've been feeling yeah. zingery on social media. Good job. Follow Crocious at Insecure Comic on Twitter. Adam Crocious everywhere else. Yes. Uh, we love all of you. We'll see you next week.